Right, yeah, it's good to start off on a, on a good good foot. Thankful, yeah. Thankfully, there's not a lot of. Oh yeah, yeah, it's what I love about it. It's super straightforward. It's pretty straight. That's not a rule heavy system. It was the second system I learned how to play. Oh. Mm-hmm. What was the first? D and D. Oh, yeah, three point five. Three point five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, you have to be a little. Specific. Let's be a little yeah. specific. <laughs> you know, first edition, like everybody. Yeah. What, yeah. what are you talking about? Aging master race. I look back on that, and I'm like, you've already tricked me into doing, like, algebra. I don't want to do <laughs> geometry, too. What do you mean a fireball doesn't have a diameter? It has a literal, like, volume that you then have to mathematically compute, depending on the shape of the room you're in. I'm out. <laughs> it was all uh, Gygax's trick to get people to do higher-order math. Make math fun again. It wasn't fun to begin with. Yeah, I, I played a... Oh, God, what was it? Uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Oh. I was doing a... I think Ragabash. Um, Metis. Those words mean nothing. Uh, so I know they're, they're like clans. Yeah. Or think yeah. think uh, like a bardic clan. Very much so nomadic. Moving around a lot. Yeah. Never yeah. staying in the same place. Uh, Metis is the... Not born a... Or, the product of two werewolves copulating, okay. yeah, which yeah. too much juju going on there, so they end up like horrifically deformed. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they're in the hybrid form or Cronus form, um, I had no idea how to build a character, so it's effectively like ineffectual at combat. Um, like, what the hell's a werewolf gonna do with a gun? Oh. Eat it, yeah, eat it. It's delicious. Throw it. Um, and then for the social element of the game, the first, like, large social act I did was end up, like, bumming around on my own, finding somebody, uh, getting invited up to their penthouse apartment, sleeping with them, and then the next day we're both like, oh yeah, we got things to do, blah, blah, blah. We both end up in the same location where I'm there with the pack, and she's there with the rest of her vampire kin... I'm like, huh? Well, uh, <laughs> and and jam, and that is so a better love story all, than Twilight. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> doesn't take much. It doesn't take fucking anything. Yep. Wow. I will always remember that character. Very interesting. Uh, how I met your mother. Kind of yeah. Story. <laughs> Oh, Jason, Zoe had a wonderful revelation today. She thought hard for a second. We were talking about something, and she went, what would have happened if you'd never started acting again, Mom? You would never have met Jason. And I was like, oh, think about how different our life would be right now. It's an easy, it's an easy path to trace there. Probably be fine. No, no, we definitely wouldn't be fine. So it means I'd still be married to Nick. If you were done, your wife? Your donuts. <laughs> really? That's the only metric you've got that, it all? That, that, that is, like, for a pretty poor life. From this point on in my life, you can measure, based on one decision, more donuts, <laughs> donuts or less, less donuts. <laughs> That's the only thing it affected. That would be 
<laughs> well, that's how do you thing, come about right? that for a time travel because, story? Because don't all of the, impact your whole life. If you're if you're if you're taking people like to talk about that whole like fractal mm-hmm. timeline thing all the time, butterfly. Effect. But they but they always do it with like these really important choices. Mm-hmm. What it is is that literally every time you make a choice, it, 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 something fractals off. So literally, there is a timeline where there are two timelines where everything is exactly the same. Exactly. But you had one more donut in this timeline than you did in that timeline. <laughs> yep. Which one's worse? But that's not the interesting story. No, we have to do the one where you step on a butterfly and suddenly there's dinosaurs, dinosaurs again. That, yep. That's beta line 1.202 rather than 1.201. Right. I keep telling you that you just need to write this. Yes, it, the, 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 weirdest part, difference. the weirdest part about that for me is the reference to the time traveler. I first experienced through watching Sam and Max, the animated series. Yeah, it's weird how you get to this. Yeah, I'm point. like, how did? Why is that the first time I was exposed to this? Yep. But that should be a thing in that 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 one play that you were thinking about with the the four is that oh, the, the the couple. Some of them yeah. have less donuts, <laughs> fewer donuts. Yeah. yeah. Per table, you're like three, <laughs> six, six, two. Got it. Hmm. Which, which one's the better now, experience? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so the table with the most donuts has the best experience, right? Yeah. So that's the correlation. My, that's that my subtle commentary to. about yes. the scientific method. More <laughs> donuts. It's very donut-heavy science. I only have eight, so. Well, you can get some off of me if you need them. Let's say I can probably. I hope Jason isn't rolling all those against us. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead. I didn't have to look at the numbers. So you just have to You're like dead. point at the pile. And I'm like, well, I'm dead. Look at that. Statistically, there's a success in there somewhere, so you're dead. <laughs> but see, is there a, was it the ridiculous success? Ooh. Oh, uh, was it called the there's where you ex- get five exceptional success? Oh, so cool. That's the perfect. Yeah, Let me see your. They're pretty cool. The Hulu one. Jason had read. There were a couple of different, different mm. Cthulhu sets. Some of them are okay, but like, I really like the Gothic ones. Those are cool. Yeah. Zacks are kind of hard to read because then the actual mm-hmm. number is. Yeah, super I wanted to make small. sure that I didn't get that set. Yeah. It was like I can never read those. Yeah. That's why I got these ones with a super like very clear, mm-hmm. like design. On you it. want a legible experience. That's why I like the ones you got me too, because I could still read them. <clears throat> that was the idea. I mean, I appreciate you know, that. Part of the, <laughs> to me, it feels like part of the dice experience is reading, reading the damn the number on yeah. the dice. But you know, maybe that's just me. Well, it's not like I have great vision to begin with. So, if I didn't care what the number was on the dice, well, we would be outside <laughs> in cloaks with sticks, <laughs> shouting fireball at each other. Fireball, not thunderbolt. Don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> that's fair. No, that's fair. Yep. But if it requires Jason to go outside, he already does like it. It is outside, like so it. that's already a, a major knock. I mean, you could do it indoors. Well, it's then it's, it's then it's like more of a dungeon have, experience. Yeah, and then have like yeah, cover and stuff. It's hard to believe that you're like tumbling through a trapped corridor when you that's accidentally great. elbow the coffee maker. You yeah. know, it <laughs> sort of breaks your immersion. Mr. Coffee, well, no. You're just in, you know, the wizard's you know lair. <laughs> The, the caffeinated I like, layer. Yeah, I, I like that the wizards 
the wizard's keep has a coffee maker in it. Hell yeah, they do. I actually played a Pathfinder game where we was in a wizard's lair and he was making coffee. That makes sense. Excellent. I mean, if you're going to... Arcane work is not going to do itself. Yeah. Yeah. we got to power up somehow. <laughs> if, if you have access to supreme arcane power, of course you're going to make a cup of coffee. Yeah. You'd have to, almost. Just to handle it. <laughs> Okay. That was just the DM not wanting to make him part of the combat, so he just had to come up with something for him to do every <laughs> every round. Yeah. Right, he now adding sugar. <laughs> the next three just rounds, checking will, in every couple of rounds. How's, he will how's be he doing? Stirring the cup. He finally takes it up to his mouth. No, he does not sip. He smells it first. It's too hot. He swishes it around his mouth like it's wine. No, that's after he sips it, and then he realizes it's too hot. It burns Ooh. his throat. He is impaired for two rounds. <laughs> he is now choking. <laughs> My mind goes to, like, video gamifying it, where it's like, okay, you need to defend the wizard for this amount of time. Right. Well, what's the he doing? He, he took 25 burning yeah. damage from the, from who, the hot coffee. Who cares? One of those fucking escort quests where they walk yeah. like a... Half who cares? This is horde second. mode. Just get on. Good. Just get on. Just, just get. It. It's fine. They're all the worst. They're, they're universally the, worst. Awful. the only way you can make them passable is when the AI either actively avoids getting involved, right, and the AI doesn't then hunt them, right, or you go Resident Evil Four, where it's like you have brief moments of escort, and even when you're escorting, it's not that bad. With yeah, one exception. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> or the NPC can die and the game can move on. <laughs> Those are nice too. Just yeah. a, a Fallout game, or, yeah. or, a, or a Skyrim or something like that. Or your death. CRP well, who cares? <laughs> so, um, the way that this system works um, it's pretty simple. Um, in, in, in the sense of, like, Shadowrun, you're building a dice pool, right? And that pool is entirely made out of D10s. And the idea is, for whatever you're doing, um, and this will be familiar with uh, you guys that you've played, the, like, the D6 systems that we've used before. You take your attribute, you take your skill, or, in some cases, another attribute, if it doesn't cover it or whatever. Um, you add up the dots that you have in each of those things, Right? Um, and then that number is the number of d10s that you're rolling, right? Um, and 8 through 10, 8, 9, and 10 are count as successes. Now, in a normal situation, 10s also explode, meaning you can re-roll them again and keep re-rolling them as long as you get 10s. That counts for success after success after success, right? Um, now, there may be situations depending on the mechanics of the game, your, your personal merits, or the, the situation may call for what's called 9 again or 8 again, which is exactly what it sounds like. Instead of just 10s exploding, now the 9s explode, or the 8s yep. explode, you see what I'm saying? They're giving you more opportunities to generate more successes. If, <clears throat> because of uh, various uh, circumstances, your equipment, if you spend your willpower, you can modify your dice pool, either by adding dice or subtracting them, right? Um, if you ever get to a point where you have zero or negative dice, right, you're supposed to, you got nothing, uh, you can always roll at what's called a chance die, which is just take one and you roll it. 
If you get anything other than a 10, you fucked up. Just a 10 counts as a success. So it's like, it's a last ditch, like, I'm definitely going to try this. Let's see what happens. Um, on the other, on the flip side of that, if you get five successes or more on a check or, you know, whatever you're doing, um, that's an exceptional success, which means that something exceptional is going to happen. Not only did you succeed, but uh, usually you'll gain some kind of beneficial condition, like inspired or, or knowledgeable, or, or, you know, there's a whole host of conditions that I can apply to you based on the context, and that'll give you, like, a bonus die to X or Y, or, you know, like, you're, you're better at this or that for a temporary, you know, certain amount of time, right? Um, think of them as well, exactly like conditions in a video game or conditions in like 4E or so, statuses, effects, or whatever, but they um, can be both positive and negative, right? Uh, let's see here. Like the big picture. Um, I mean, that's, that's essentially it uh, for like the, the base, the, the nuts and bolts, right? Um, so basically you're constructing a dice pool to do something. Here, here's an example. Like, if you wanted to interrogate somebody, you would take manipulation, which is over here in the kind of the social column, right? Presence, manipulation, and composure. You would take manipulation, the number of dots you got there. You would add either empathy as a skill, if you're trying to take the soft touch, you know, the, the good, good cop, cop approach, or intimidation, which would be the bad cop approach, uh, and add those dice together, and to add those dots together, and that's your dice pool, right? Say you had two and three, and that's five die. However, it would be resisted by the victim's resolve, right? So I would take a look at the person's resolve, whatever that may be, and I say, okay, their resolve is two, so now your dice pool is three. It used to be five, taken two away because of the resolve. Now let's see what happens. So instead of them, instead of being a contested role where they would actively construct their pool and roll and we would compare successes, right? Instead, I'm just using that sort of, the victim's resolve as a kind of modifier and all you have to do is roll. If you get a success, it happened, right? And that, that's the difference between resisted and contested roles. Resisted is important if the number of successes matters, right? And now damage is a great example of this, right? Because um, if you're rolling to attack and you get certain successes, right, you would take the, uh, the damage as a modifier against the pool that you're rolling, right? Because the number of successes matters there because that's raw damage, right? Now, if you're just trying to, like, you know, decide who, um, uh, like, if you're sneaking, and you're trying to see if somebody spots you, right? That's a contested roll. So you would roll your stealth, and they would roll their, their notice, you know, right? Um, and the most successes would win in that case, right? Uh, you can work together. Uh, the notion is that you, you pick somebody who's acting, like, as the, the, the main guy or gal, right, main person, uh, and they would decide on the dice pool that they're rolling based on the task, right? Then everybody else would assemble that same pool based on their own statistics. Does that make sense? 
so they would be constructing their own personal version of whatever the pool is that the guy's using. Um, and if the helpers get successes, each of those successes add a die to the main person's primary pool, right? So if I were rolling something and you two were helping me out and both of you got successes and I started with three die, I would get four, five. And then I would roll mine and see what happened. So I have a better chance of success because you guys were actively helping me out. However, if you dramatically fail that roll, which means you... uh, no success. No success in one. And one. Well, actually, that that, that depends. Um, the point, uh, the, the the dramatic failure is usually if you're rolling a chance die. Remember, mm-hmm. just a single die, and you get a one. That's a dramatic failure. That's super bad. Or you can voluntarily turn a normal failure into a dramatic failure so for the for a power. beat, which is sort of the, the currency uh, for experience. Right? Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so if you happen to get a dramatic failure while you were trying to help somebody, the main actor's pool would go down by four. Oof. <laughs> so Don't. Be, be smart about what you're helping with, <laughs> right? If you decide to help with somebody and your dice pool is literally a chance die, like one, maybe don't help them. Because God knows that one pops up and then you've torpedoed the whole thing. Right? Maybe maybe they don't want your help. Maybe, yeah. maybe you yeah. should maybe sit over there, right? <laughs> Uh, let's helping, see. Here. I'm helping. Right. Now, <laughs> if you're if you're in a position where you want to use a skill or you have to use a skill and you don't have any dots in it, right? Uh, you would use the attribute, just the attribute that applies to it, right? As your as your dice pool. However, you can see in the parentheses under three, mental, three, physical, or social, mm-hmm. um, that's the penalty you'll take to your dice pool if you use it unskilled. So that's pretty simple. As you're constructing your character, you'll also get things called specialties. You'll start out with three. And that's what those blanks are for next to the skills. They're basically like a tag that you put onto something. Like academics, archaeology. Or occult... um, Specific kind. Specific weird shit. Whatever it may be. Um, And when... Rituals. If you're using that skill, and it happens... this, This speciality, this tag happens to apply you get an extra dice. Because it's in your wheelhouse. You get the one extra dice. So instead of intelligence three and computer one, if you're good at computer, like... Hacking. AutoCAD or Ooh, hacking or something. <laughs> yeah. AutoCAD. Then you would get that extra die. Something in addition to what you would regularly get. Right? Let's see. It's now, Unix. I can do this. Now, willpower... No, Willpower over here on the right, where health, willpower, and integrity. Right? Mm-hmm. Willpower is something that you can spend to add uh, three dice to any pool. Or you can add two to the trait you're using to resist something, right? Like your defense, your resolve, stamina, composure, whatever that may be. You can essentially buff your defense, or you can add uh, to your pool, right? You can spend one point per action, right? So you can't, you know, spend multiple points of willpower on a single thing. Now you may be wondering, okay, I probably start with some willpower. That makes sense, right? 
How do I get it back if I use it? You don't. No, that's actually... You do get it back. Um, the way that you get it back is by playing to your character's virtue and vice. Mm-hmm. Now, at the top there, you can see virtue and vice, right? Virtue is the thing that you identify as at your best as a human being, right? You are loyal, you are just, you are compassionate, you are ambitious, you are whatever that thing may be, right? Mm-hmm. It's an adjective that describes you in some way, well, your character in, in some way, right? And whenever you play to that strength, you intentionally make choices that play to that virtue, you'll get a point of willpower back. Mm-hmm. They often link with the uh, seven what, godly virtues. They, they, yeah. The previously in the in the old in yeah. like the the last version of this this system, the New World of Darkness, before they turned it into the Chronicles of Darkness, they were hearts. They were like the virtues and Charity the seven deadly sins, sins, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a little broader than that now. Yeah. So it's meant to be more sort of open and yeah. kind of cinematic in that way. So the vices are exactly the same way. It's the thing that gives you temporary comfort and allows you to avoid whatever problems or feelings. Like, it's the thing that you indulge in, and you know it's a shit thing to do, but you, it's just something that you, you feel compelled to do, right? You, maybe ambitious is a vice for you as opposed mm-hmm. to a virtue. Maybe you can't help but compete in it. It, it causes you problems. You know, maybe you're just uh, envious or, or greedy or, you know, whatever, like, you know, sardonic, whatever that may be. Um, there aren't any, there are a couple of ones that they suggest, but there's, there aren't like, a, there isn't a set list. You just come up with that descriptor, right? And it's got to be something that, you know, good is not a very good <laughs> virtue to have. Because that's so broad. It's so broad. And it's a statement of morality. Now, uh, uh, compassionate is a good one. Right? Because that doesn't mean necessarily that you're good. A bad guy can be compassionate. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like a, a personality characteristic rather than a statement of morality. Right? Um, and when you intentionally play to your vice, you also get a point of willpower. So those are two ways with kind of moral threads attached to them that you can get willpower back. That influences you to play your character as you've sort of conceived it, right, described it. Um, And that's how you you would get willpower back during the course of the game, right? So... It's always the hardest things to choose in the correct markets. In creating a character, let's let's go ahead and, and go through that. Now, at the bottom, there's a little string of text just Good below the, the gash uh, that tells you the amount of dots or whatever um, the the formula is for the attribute you're trying to figure out. Right. So let's start right up right away at the top. Figure out name, age, player. Right. Who who are you gonna play? Have a an idea of the character that you want to be firmly in your mind. Now I will say there are two stipulations here because of the kind of game that we're running. We're not doing Vampire the Requiem or or Promethean the uh, 
whatever the man some, uh, werewolf for a second well, whatever the, yeah. those like specific supernatural games you're Change playing life. supernatural <laughs> characters you're playing mortal characters okay so the first stipulation is the person has to conceivably exist in the real world right so instead of like capital H heroes or like you know um yeah, I'm a workplace hero. You're not like a ninja assassin. You're not a weekend warrior. You know, you're more likely a, a nurse, or you're a construction worker, or an exotic dancer, <clears throat> or a, you know, a, a professor, Document delivery person. You're, you're a UPS guy. You're you're all the you know you're whatever is conceivably a, a real life figure. Right? Uber driver. Now, obviously, do hitmen exist in real life? Yes. Yes. Do. Uh, career criminals, uh, dr- drug dealers, like all those things exist in real life. They're m- far less likely to show up in what is what is a real world scenario, right? So the se- so generally speaking, tend a little bit safer than you expect. Don't go so out there. Like the setting will do that for you. Yeah, the the setting <laughs> will, will sort of massage that, right? So so don't go so don't come in here thinking that you're gonna like. Dual wield Uzis and like leap from you know you're gonna be like some weird urban vigilante and like <laughs> using a grapnel gun and firing you know whilst soaring through the air <laughs> right firing two it's guns. not that well, kind of game it's Batman it, and you're not Blade it's more yep. in line with with mainline Call of Cthulhu stuff right where you're sort of an you're a relatively but I can't be Wesley Snipes. I, I don't want to say mundane because that puts puts certain connotations on it, but but regular people facing coming to an awareness of like supernatural shit happening around you, right? You're people who are about to have one hell of a day, right? And based on that day, their life changes in a considerable way. Maybe they become like supernatural hunters, and there's a whole. Game line called Hunter that <laughs> explores that. And regular people who like take on the business of monster hunting, right? Maybe you end up dead and come back as a ghost from Geist. Right, and you would be in the Geist line mm-hmm. books, or you'd be bitten by a vampire. Now we're in Vampire the Requiem. So you see how that works? Um, so that's the first stipulation. Just a regu- like a, a normal-ass person. The second stipulation is whatever character you're going to pick, it needs to be conceivable that you would live in a decent apartment complex in Chicago. Hmm. So, not on the street, not in a McMansion, somewhere in a in a decent apartment complex. And what I'm when I when I say decent, I mean. Do you, have you ever seen the movie Candyman? Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Remember the the How sort of the projects over there? Like the, the, the I think it's called Cook Brady Green. Yeah. That's an actual place in Chicago that used mm-hmm. to be like that. Not that, <laughs> but also not these sort of palatial like grand apartments that are you know entire floors and have these lofts and everything like that. Think about the kind of apartment that you've seen in every like uh, like ABC funded. Well, white privilege sitcom where like let's go over to the guy's apartment and, you know oh it's a nice apartment you know, thanks for you I'm just sitting on your couch and you're sitting there trying to figure out how the fuck they actually afford yeah. that what they do how yeah. did how right. do friends from friends afford how they, I don't okay I don't know honestly <laughs> honestly the, the apartment from friends maybe shaved down a little bit I mean that, that that's, that's a big. good 
It's, it's, it's big. A really big. But that's a good yeah. like baseline, right? So you're talking about like what the average, you know, like Joe Schmo, Joe Schmo, middle upper middle class, strongly middle class. <laughs> that's true. I mean, for that size apartment in Chicago, yeah, yeah for middle class. Because part of part of the setup for this particular scenario is that you're all uh, living in Chicago, and you all happen to be living in the same apartment building. So we need to have a kind of common thread of it makes sense for all of you to live in this apartment. Who, who's the noisy person who lives above another character? Who has <laughs> the room? <laughs> who is making the noise? <laughs> Until our kid comes. Right. So that who's stuck in about three in the morning. So that that's, those are the two things to keep that in mind as you're putting your character concept together. Once you do that, pick two kind of adjective you know adjective words for your virtue and your vice. Right. Now your concept can be like two or three words that say who you are. Right. Like struggling author is an example of a concept. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can put that down to just kind of remind you of like just brass tacks what the character is, and then you can ignore this right hand side here. Basically, I mean, chronicle is the thing that we're doing. You can put Chicago workings on there, but faction group name aren't really important right now because you're not playing a supernatural character where that things like clans and and, and uh, or organizations and everything like that would be important to you. I'll be right back. So the 534 is that mm-hmm. stat block and not like across vertical, vertical. Yep. I uh, because it then breaks of those down where it's like the farthest left is mental and you're looking at your mental power, your mental finesse, your mental resistance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then physical stats and then social stats or attributes. And then when it does the breakdown for skills, you can order those as you would like under skills. They don't have to match up perfectly yeah like i i've done one where yeah i've got stronger social attributes um actually i might flip those but i was originally thinking of doing stronger social attributes and then a weaker social skill then after looking at social skills i'm like nah i'm not going to use as many mental so i flipped those but yeah they do tend to coincide when you're designing characters but they do not have yeah, so, so as, as uh, Stephen was saying earlier, uh, you can see at the bottom it says Attributes 543. So you're going to pick a column that represents your primary focus, your secondary focus, and then I think the word is tertiary focus, right? So the notion is, like, I want to be good at mental tasks, right? So I'm, I'm going to pick this left-hand column, Intelligence, Wits, and Resolve, and I'm going to put five dots in that. That's going to be my primary. And what that means is that I can put two dots in intelligence and two dots in wits and, and, and one in resolve. Or I can put three in intelligence and one in resolve and one in wits. You see how that works here? You can distribute those five dots however you want amongst those three attributes in that column. Does that make sense? Okay. And then the next one, you would say, okay, well, I want my secondary column to be social now. So I'll put four dots in that. I'll put two in presence and two in composure. I'm done. Then, three dots. Put that in the last column. I'll put one in strength and two in stamina. There you go. I'm done. And that's it. That's simple. Skills 
work the same way. Now at the bottom you can see 11, 7, and 4. And again, these are choices you're making based on your character concept. Like, does it make sense for your guy to be, you know, to have the occult skill or the firearm skill or, or what have you, right? So you would say, okay, I want to be particularly good at physical skills. I'm going to put 11 dots in those. And you pick your skills. I mean, you, you don't have to, like, lock them in. What I'm saying is, like, you just distribute dots however you want in those, in that little column, little section, right? And then the next one you would say, okay, I want to be, so, social will be my next one. You'll put seven dots in that. And then the last one will be mental for me, right? I'll pick, put four dots in that. And that's it. It works pretty much exactly the same way as the, the attributes does. It's just that it's orientated a little differently, right? Okay, about the attributes, um, the first dots filled in, do you add on to that? Or? Yes, you do add on to the dots that are already there. Because one is like the base... You're a human being, so you have at least this capability. So it's five dots to add, not necessarily total. total. Yeah, it's five dots to add. These yeah. are the dots you're adding in, you're, you're drawing in. Yeah. Um, because two dots in a thing, which, well, for, let's just talk about attributes. Two dots in an attribute is average human capability, right? Okay. If that gives you an idea of like what these dots mean, right? Two is average, three is pretty good, like four is exceptional, and then five is like you're the best in the world at that thing. And that applies to skills too, right? Two dots means you could do it in a professional setting, right? One dot means you're like a, a hobbyist or an amateur, you're a dilettante, right? Three is pretty good, you know, you've got exceptional training, four is even better than that, and then five is like you're the best in the world at that thing. If that gives you a sense of scale, right? So once you distribute all those dots, then you can see how things start to, to add together, right? So if I wanted to do hacking, I would say I would take my intelligence and add that to my computer skill, and I would get the amount of dots, and that would translate into the number of dice total. Yeah, it's that simple. Now the the place where things are going to get a little bogged down, just because I don't have a physical copy of the book, is um, picking merits, which think of them as like feats. I mean, that's the, that's the closest analog, right? Um, at the bottom, it says merits seven. That's how many dots you have to spend on merits. And the merits range in cost from like one dot to like five dots, for instance. Here's an example of like a merit. Um, danger sense cost two dots. So you would have five left out of the seven, right? You would gain a plus two modifier on reflexive wits plus composure rolls for your character to detect an impending ambush. So, you know, so your spidey sense tingles, right? And what, what, what it means by a reflexive roll is that you're not spending an action to do it. It's just like, it's a thing you can do. In the sense that, like, you don't have to declare... Like, in D&D, if you're making a perception roll, that doesn't clear your turn. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's the, literally the only thing I'm doing this round. It's reflexive. It's like, oh, I see. Oh, I'm it's looking just, at stuff. You're just looking at stuff, right? Defending yourself, for instance, is a reflexive action, right? Applying your defense as a negative modifier to a, a guy's attacker's pool, right? That's a reflexive thing. You don't have to spend... And your action to do that. 
So basically you'll pick out, and there are mental merits, there are physical merits, social merits, all that stuff. And that's all, you know, based on your character concept, what you, what you want. Now, some of them have prerequisites, like feats would in D&D, right? Like, for fast reflexes, um, fast reflexes is an example of where you can buy multiple levels of it. Does that make sense? You could spend one dot to get fast reflexes one, which would add one initiative, add one to your initiative number, right? You could then spend uh, uh, two dots, to buy fast reflexes two. I'm sorry, you would spend another dot to buy fast reflexes two, which would give you one two added to your initiative. You see what I'm saying? But you that's still buy. a two cost, not three. Yes. I think so, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's one per. Yeah, it's when you're leveling a character up and you're looking at like extra buys. Usually you're buying up to that rank, but I don't remember how it works with merits. I'm not too. I'm not yeah. too locked into like the, the specific economy of that. Um, but fast reflexes has a prerequisite like you have to have at least three dots in wits or dexterity, which makes sense because wits is your like quick thinking kind, kind of, of problem solving reaction yeah. stuff. CPU speed. And then dexterity is. I mean, obviously, you know how fast you can move, right? Finesse. Yeah, that's why it's in the finesse row, right? Wits, dexterity, manipulation, like fine. Uh, uh, control, as opposed to power, and then resistance. Those that, that's why those um, those rows are there to kind of help you make sense of how these are related to each other, right? And then the rest of it is just um, figuring out based on what you filled out, the dots you filled out, what your derived attributes are, like what your health is, uh, what your willpower is starting at. Um, your size, you're an adult human being, so it'd be like five. Size is five for all the adults. Um, your defense would be, the, the, the equations are at the bottom, so it's pretty yeah. simple to figure that out. Um, and then once you figure out those, you add those together and, and do your derived attributes, size, speed, defense, your initiative mod, all that stuff. Um, that's That's basically it. Nice and straightforward. Oh, it's also a good idea to go ahead and put down three aspirations for your character because fulfilling those aspirations helps you get experience right? in the form of what they call beats. Um, and what that equates to is something specific and tangible that you can accomplish. Fulfillable. Uh, you remember we were doing the Stars Without Number thing, and it was like you're talking about a goal that you could accomplish reasonably within a handful of sessions. It wasn't like become immortal. It was like, you know, find the scientist who previously worked on the immortality formula. See, that's something that's like... Smart goals. Yeah. <laughs> um, Learn about the flesh bags. No, I can't remember right, exactly. yeah. <clears throat> what smart stands for. <laughs> So when you uh, when you complete those things, right? And they're story hooks, basically. I mean, that's what you're putting in there to really keep your character active and connected to other people, other characters, you know, that sort of thing. Um, 
When you complete those, you will get a beat. And if you get five beats, you get one experience point. And basically that's a dot to spend for something. And there's we don't have to worry about that right now. Yeah. Um, that is different from what I'm used to. That's nice, actually. And there's a whole list of, like, it costs this many experience points to purchase a dot and an attribute or whatever. Like, there's a, there's a table for that. So that's something you don't need to worry about right now. Now, uh, I guess the other thing to talk about would be integrity. Right? You can see integrity there on the sheet, just below willpower. Now, integrity is like your, your mental okayness, or in some cases, your spiritual okayness, mm -hmm. right? Does that make sense? Um, the idea is that you can only encounter the supernatural so much before it starts to do bad things to you, just as a life experience. When you experience something that would put you at what they term a breaking point. And we'll figure out what those are for your characters after you're done sort of putting everything together. Um, you're going to have to do um, a check, right, to see how well you handle it, right? It's similar to the way when the, the Call of Cthulhu has kind of like sanity checks, right? So... It's like weights and composure. It is resolve and composure, there you go. and then a modifier based on your current integrity, which I'll tell you, and then uh, any modifiers of circumstance. Now, an example of that is uh, killing a person in self-defense would be a negative four modifier to resisting this breaking point, because that's a very traumatic experience. If you're acting to protect yourself, that's plus one, see? Because you're sort of reaffirming your kind of life thing. Protecting a loved one is plus two, so that modifies the dice pool that you would roll to try to to try to resist uh, freaking out, basically. Um, and then depending on you, if you have successes or failures, right? Um, integrity could go down, and you could gain a condition like broken or spooked, right? Or you could. Uh, gain simply the condition and not lose any integrity. You know, you're just kind of like freaked out a little bit, but you'll get over it, right? Or if you do have an exceptional success, for instance, you'll get a beat and you'll get a dot of willpower back. Because you're like, fuck that. I'm in charge. You know. Um, and so those are, um, generally speaking, those are moments when, and, and, and we'll figure out like, I'll ask you some questions, and then based on that, you'll say, okay, my character would respond to that this way. And that will give you an idea of what your breaking point is, right? Um, you would perform an action that either violates your personal moral code or is unacceptable to society. You would witness something traumatic, terrifying, or something that rattles your understanding of the world, right? Or you're a victim of a supernatural attack, whether that is physical, emotional, mental, whatever. Right. Those are the three general kind of instances when you're taking a, when you're going to check to see if your breaking point breaks. Right. Let's see. I think that's all. 
pretty straightforward system. It, 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 it really is. Really There's nice. A, there are a, a good bit of moving parts, but they all have to kind of streamline themselves to being like, create the pool, roll the pool. Successes? Great. No successes? Sorry. Like, that's that's, that's basically it. Um, <coughs> and there's, there's still some kind of holdover from the kind of 90s mm. uh, design aesthetic where there's there's still modifiers. There's still, like, the occasional thing where, like, you know, depending on, a, like, there's, like, finer rules for, like, resisting being electrocuted to death or, you know, you're, you're falling, you know, like, how many meters are you falling and all this stuff like that. It's, we're breaking out the chart. There is a, you know, there's an example of, like, there's a chart for that. Th- thankfully, it's very few and far between. But. Um, let's see. Okay, so you did your attributes, you did your skills. Um, then it's time to pick merits. So let me give an ex- let me give you a list of. Uh... What do you pick for specialties? I missed. I oh yes, you have three. Sorry. You have three specialties, and then um, those, like I said, those are tags basically that are um, an example. Like a specialty in academics would be English literature, okay. law, research, just pure, just plain research. So they're just words you get to put next to. They're the... they're tags basically, okay. like computers. A specialty you could have hacking, data retrieval, programming, crafts would be carpentry, sculpting, welding, you know, mm-hmm. investigation, cryptography, riddles, dreams, you know, uh, medicine, first age, pharmacology, first aid, pharmacology, surgery. You see what I'm saying? They're sort of okay. narrower applications. And for some skills, they make perfect sense. Like science is the divisions of science, right? You can pick biology, chemistry, genetics. Um, now, something like, uh, let's say, drive, for instance, maybe a little harder to figure out the specialty for if you wanted to take one. But the ones that, the ones they offer are evasion, motorcycles, piloting. So you're not talking about cars necessarily. Racing. Also, stunts. Maybe you're a yeah, stunt driver. Yeah. Uh, the specialties have to be in like the one you put the most... No. The specialties are when you just pick three skills and okay. you put specialties right. in those three So skills. what if my character took some fucking self-defense because she's a woman living alone in Chicago? Would that be like under Brawl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For instance, uh, Brawl, uh, blocking, boxing, grappling, Muay Thai, throws. Okay. So like you have a karate in there, or sure. judo, or yeah. Krav Maga, or Krav Maga. Probably, it would just be like freaking self defense. So like you know, no. Well, that's a little people. that's a little broad. Is it too broad? Okay. Try to if you can narrow it down. That's the ideal. Like self defense, like is an umbrella that covers a lot of different yeah approaches, right? But something like boxing or karate okay, would be more appropriate because that's a specific thing. set of skills. I like to put one in weaponry, but I don't know what the weapons are. Um, melee. You know, they're, they're like the I, melee weapon. I think it breaks down into like bladed clubs. Well, there are firearms, right? Well, it's not firearms, it's weaponry. Yeah. Well, weaponry. So you just want to go to, the, oh, sorry, weaponry. Yeah. That's what you I thought you were talking about the general weaponry. Shoot bang. Um, so weaponry is basically covering like Basically, hand-to-hand weapons. Yeah, right? that's what I clubs, yeah. knives, swords, improvised Ice. weapons could be a specialty. Um, here's an example of some melee weapons. The good old beer uh, I have a chart mm-hmm. back here. Uh, rapier, 
uh, chain, a tire iron, a crowbar, oh, chain. classy. Oh, chain. Uh, yeah, she's that. a bike messenger, so yeah. Sure. <laughs> Just rip it off of your bike. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, somebody that is so bad for your bike, man. No, I was actually talking about the chain. Yeah, that yeah. You chain it up with. Oh, it's more fun to think about <laughs> but, the other but, one. But so the other ones, yeah. That, and they're greasy. That, that's for like when you've been like pinned down, and, and they they know that you usually wrap your hand in a chain. So you just grab your bike chain. Yeah. To like, to, as I like mean, the when it comes down chain. to it, it comes down to it. Like, use what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally, ranged weapons uh, cover modern day firearms. Right. Revolvers, pistols, submachine guns, rifles, assault rifles, shotguns. Even there's even a crossbow listed here because uh, monster it, hunters love crossbows. It's a, it's a trigger mechanism. It's just it's close enough to a gun. Yeah. Nah. Um, but anyway, but again, the assumption is that this game is taking place <laughs> in the modern day. In the it's 2018. It's the real world. So you can't really just walk around with your submachine guns. It's not really how that works. Well, especially not Chicago. And not in Chicago. Well, you have to have a particularly good open yeah. carry license for. The, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you're in Dakota, the, any of the Dakotas, I'll believe you. If you're Just in Chicago, in the woods, that's like oh, a pretty... hidden pistol that you probably shouldn't have on. For streetwise, would info gathering be good? Streetwise under social. That might be a little broad. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to fit persuasion. Here's an example of the things they offer for Streetwise. Uh, black market, gangs, navigation, rumors. I'm taking navigation. Undercover work. Oh, there we go. For Streetwise. Because Streetwise, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the functions of it would be info gathering, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you could target, like, for instance, who you're gathering the information from, or more specifically, how you're getting that information. Okay. That would be a better. A better yeah. Question. Okay. Yeah, well. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, a. For instance, you could get the word on the street just by adding manipulation and streetwise together. Mm-hmm. That's just a function of streetwise. My character concept is like an advertising, like analytics agent. So how could I fit like a persuasion specialty with that in oh, like geez. knowing how to like target people's. Wants and desires. That kind of like pushing people. Um, I, I put high well, manipulation. Sales I have yeah, like sales four. pitch is pretty good. Literally, mm. one of the sample specialties for persuasion is sales pitches. So boom, you nailed it. I mean, <laughs> there, there. Also, there is fast talking, inspiring, mm-hmm. seduction is one of them. Sermons. Mm-hmm. Fast talk is a classic. Mm-hmm. You know, again, specific ways that you're doing the thing. So you went with like fine art for your academics. Is that bad? Uh, sales. Are you talking about just? She's uh, like a fucking painter, is what I'm. Well, then I would put I would put painting there specifically. I I put that under crafts. Okay. Well, then you could do. Yeah, because academics art? that makes Does that make sense. Okay. Something a little a little fine. Or art history. Art history would be great. Yeah, that's a great example. I just yeah. didn't know if I could fit on the line. That's what I was thinking. I know the the lines are not particularly generous, but that's just the way that the sheet is designed. <clears throat> it's not my favorite sheet in the world, but there you go. It is what it is. So let me go to the merits here. I'd like to know some merits around athletics. And, and 
the merits, I guess we have seven points. You have seven dots, seven and I'll points. tell you what the costs of the merits are. Remember, some of the classics you get are things like uh, allies or like friends in high places. Yeah, social merits, you can like buy mm-hmm. relationships with people, basically, or you can... Those can be really cool when it's like, yeah, I know like a police officer. That's like maybe a two-rank ally. Bump that up to three, and it's like, oh, you know what, like precinct... Bump it yeah, up to four, you know, the DA. Yeah, I mean, bump it up climbing to five. up the social chain, yeah. right? Okay. So it's neat how they built that in. For physical merits, we've got ambidextrous, automotive genius, crack driver, demolisher, <laughs> double jointed. What's that one? Double jointed. It requires a dexterity of three. Okay, skip that. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Double, jointed. double jointed requires a dexterity of three dots at least. Right? Your character might have been a contortionist or spent time practicing yoga. She can dislodge joints when need be. She automatically escapes from any mundane bonds without a roll. When grappled, subtract her dexterity from any rolls to overpower her as long as she's not taking any aggressive actions. Neat. How much does that one cost? It costs two dots. So you'd have five left. Pretty average. Uh, Continuing on, uh, Fleet of Foot. What's that one? That one I'm interested in. It requires an athletics of two. Nailed it. (laughs) Your character's remarkably quick and runs far faster than their frame suggests. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gains plus one speed per dot that you buy. You can go up to three. Like you can get Fleet of Foot one, two, three, right? Uh, and anyone pursuing him suffers a negative one per dot to any foot chase rolls. Ooh. Yeah, I'm grabbing that because I'm kind of doing a parkour person. Okay. Yeah, so I'm doing that too. You got fleet of foot at two, which means you get yep. a plus two to speed and minus two to people chasing you. So you can do as many as you have in athletics, right? Oh, no. The, the You can go... Up to three. A fleet of foot goes from one to three. So you can do buy one, two, three. You can three. buy three. Okay. You can yep. buy three if you want, yeah. yeah. But you couldn't buy fleet of foot four because it only goes from one to yep. three. That's just balancing for the system. Right, yeah. There's giant is a physical uh, merit. Is there the opposite of that? I think so, yes. All right, tell me about being small. Small <laughs> framed. It costs two dots. Okay. Your character's diminutive. He's not five feet, and it's easy to walk into him without noticing. He's size four, and thus has one fewer health box. Go on. He gains plus two to any rolls to hide or go unnoticed. And this bonus might apply any time being smaller would be an advantage, such as crawling through smaller spaces. That merit is obviously only available at character creation. (laughs) Because you can't suddenly cut off your ankles. I suddenly got real short. There's also a drawback. In, a in, in addition to the lower health, because you lose a box, mm-hmm. your character might be overlooked or not taken seriously by some people. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll go back a little bit. Uh, Hardy. Uh, Greyhound. Iron Stamina. Greyhound? Parkour. Parkour. I <laughs> literally have that as a specialty. Okay, do you have dexterity of three? I'm going to fix Soon. that then. <laughs> I to will. buy the parkour merit, you'll need a yep. dexterity of three and an athletics of two. Done. <laughs> Fixed. So there are 
Uh, five different subsets of the like they have specific names in this case. Okay. Uh, for one dot, you can buy flow, which means when in a foot chase, subtract your parkour from the successes needed to pursue or evade. Also, ignore environmental penalties to athletic rolls equal to your parkour rating. Okay. So if you would get a negative two penalty, um, if you had a parkour rating of two, it wouldn't matter. Um, cat leap would be two dots. So that's separate from park or from flow. Yeah, these are all subsections. Ah, uh-huh, okay, so okay. This is how many. This is how this breaks out. Okay. Yeah. How many in total? So I can think about redoing. It's one to five. Like I can probably sneak these in. So cat leap two. Drop fleet of fight. When using a dexterity plus athletics roll to mitigate damage from falling, that's one way to, to do that, your character gains one automatic success. Mm-hmm. Additionally, add your parkour rating to the threshold of damage that can be removed through this roll. So you can absorb more damage. Right? Parkour will not mitigate damage from a terminal velocity fall. <laughs> Which is like more than 30 meters, yeah. right? You're, you're just going to take damage. That's it. Sorry. If you fall off the rooftop, you will be road it. pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, three dots gets you wall run. When climbing, your character can run upward for some distance before having to traditionally climb. Without rolling, your character scales 10 feet plus 5 feet per dot of athletics as an instant action rather than the normal 10 feet. Mm-hmm. Then there's expert tracer. For four dots, by spending a willpower point, you may designate one athletics roll to run, jump, or climb as a rote action. And what that means is that you re-roll all failed dice once. Nice. On any turn during which you use this ability, you can't apply your character's defense to oncoming attacks. Makes sense. You're just in the zone. And then free flow, which is the maxed out five dot. Uh... Your character's parkour is now muscle memory. She can move without thinking in a zen-like state. The character must successfully meditate in order to establish free flow. Mm-hmm. There is a meditating mechanic. It's, it's very simple. But. Mm. Once established, your character is capable of taking athletics actions reflexively once per turn. <laughs> By spending a point of willpower on an athletics roll in a foot chase, gain three successes instead of three dice. So you said real, there was one for a crack driver, right? Crack driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crack that. driver, you can either pay two or three dots. There are two different versions, right? Okay. Do you have a drive of at least three? I have a drive of four. Okay, good. Your character's an ace at the wheel, and nothing shakes his concentration, so long as he's not taking any actions other than driving and keeping the car safe. Add his composure to any rolls to drive. Any rolls to disable his vehicle suffer a penalty equal to his composure as well. With the three-dot version, once per turn, he may take a drive action reflexively. So if we were down to sort of like the micro scale, we were figuring out who's doing what per turn, you could do a drive action reflexively and do a regular action. Does that make sense? I'm not sure that's what I want to do. So you can be all Hollywood and drive and, and shoot, shoot somebody out of the window. <laughs> uh, so other this quick draw. This is a really physical lassoing right something and then you know clotheslining with the chain. Uh, mm-hmm. Relentless. So so uh, uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seizing the edge. Uh, sleight of hand. What's relentless? Relentless. Your character will not stop running, whether away from a pursuer or toward prey, 
<laughs> it's not her. Just, just uh, away. It, just it's Friday the 13th, so that's why that is considerable. Friend, so. <laughs> and then Stunt Driver. And that's uh, when it goes to from one to four, and that depends on. That's a style merit, so it's like. Um, what that means is that each dot gives you access to another. Each maneuver is a prerequisite for the next in a sequence, right? So you'd have to buy one, and then two, and then three, and if you just couldn't go straight to four. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's all the physical merits. We also have mental and social merits. What do you want to hear? I will need mental. Mental merits. Just fucking painter. I need the mental ones, please. Thank you. <laughs> go to Avoid your depression. <laughs> Existential angst. Is there one? I like dropping mental, so maybe I want a mental merit. Translating emotion to to canvas. <laughs> so, uh, area of expertise, which allows you to, um, you basically pick a specialty and you get plus two instead of plus one dice when that applies. Hmm. You're uncommonly specialized in that area. What uh, is that for? Mental. Mental. That's a mental merit. Area of expertise. You buy. You purchase one dot. That costs one. You have to have a resolve of at least two, and obviously you have to pick a skills specialty, right? And so basically what that means is that your specialty will give you two extra dice instead of one when it applies. Okay. I have no mental specialties. Then there's common sense. That only applies to one skill, not all of your specialties? Only one specific skill specialty. Correct. I love how common sense is in merit. <laughs> common sense. Uh, danger sense, as I mentioned earlier. Direction sense. Eidetic memory, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, encyclopedic knowledge. Eye for the strange. Yeah, let me hear that. Do you have a resolve of two and an occult of one? I don't have anything in occult. No. Okay. Don't you, don't, you don't get to hear it. I want to hear it, though. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to hear? Do you None want one me. in occult? <laughs> <laughs> While your character does not necessarily possess a breadth of knowledge about the supernatural, she knows the otherworldly when she sees it. By perusing evidence, she can determine whether something comes from natural or supernatural origins. So here's the mechanic how that works. Roll intelligence plus composure. With a success, the storyteller must tell you if the scene has a supernatural cause and provide one piece of found information that confirms that answer. With an exceptional success, the storyteller must give you a bit of supernatural folklore that suggests what type of creature caused the problem. If the problem was mundane, an exceptional success gives an ongoing plus two to all roles to investigate the event due to her redoubled certainty in its natural causation. How many uh, points is that? That costs two dots, and you need a resolve of two and a cult of one. I'll do that. Eye for the strange. Uh, fast reflexes is one. Good time management is one. <laughs> no. What, what does that do? Uh, when taking an extended action, uh, which is something that requires a certain number, it's like a skill. Remember the skill tests from 4E, right? Yeah. You had to get a certain number of successes before you did it. Uh, when taking an extended action, that's what the extended action is, have the time required between rolls. So you could check more often to get the What was that called? Uh, good time management. Good time management, and that just costs one? It costs one dot. It requires academics two or science two. Or science two? Yeah. Uh, what was Where the one before that? Fast reflexes. 
Fast reflexes. It requires wits of three or dexterity of three. Okay. You can purchase fast reflexes one, two, or three. You get one plus one initiative per dot. So if you bought fast reflexes one, you'd get plus one initiative. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Always fast to react. Indomitable. What's that? Uh, anytime a supernatural creature uses a power to influence your character's thoughts or emotions, add two dice to the pool to contest it. If the roll is resisted, you would instead subtract two dice from the monster's pool, right, to figure out if they, they did it. Uh, this only affects mental influence and manipulation from a supernatural origin. A vampire with a remarkable manipulation plus persuasion score is just as likely to convince your character to do something using mundane tricks as opposed to a supernatural power. Okay. How much does that cost? I'm it costs two dots and it requires a resolve of three. Okay. Interdisciplinary specialty. Investigative aid. What's that one? Your character has one particular knack that could contribute amazingly to an investigation. Choose a skill when purchasing this merit. When making rolls to uncover clues, and there's like an investi investigation system in the game where you can like gain clues. And, um, she achieves exceptional success on three successes instead of five. As well, clues that come from her use of that skill start with one additional element. And that's... Part of the system. Sort of, because of this particular system, I mean, this scenario that's kind of, I'm hand waving that, it's not really important to, to engage with it in that way. Um, and you can purchase that merit multiple times to enhance different skills. skills. Right. Uh, investigative prodigy. Language. I mean, that's. What, what is the prodigy one? Uh, instead of simply uncovering clues or not uncovering clues when investigating, your character discovers multiple clues in a single action. Your character can uncover clues equal to his successes or his merit dots as an instant action, whichever is lower. Um, and again, I'm not... To be fair, you probably shouldn't take that merit because I'm not really engaging in the investigation. It feels clunky to me. It's much easier for me to go, This you learned this. You learned a thing. Yeah. Okay. Language. Library. You really want to go full call it through it. Mm -hmm. Meditative mind, multilingual, patient, professional training, uh, tolerance for biology. What's, um, <laughs> is, that, is that like? What's professional training and tolerance for biology? Is that like <coughs> used to cutting people open kind of thing? <coughs> I'm just curious. Excuse me. Yeah. Biology. Professional training. Dying, please wait. <coughs> please don't die. die. Loading death. <laughs> when choosing this merit, choose or create a profession for your character. <coughs> Mark the two asset skills that are... And there's a table of like some, some professions and stuff. Okay. Um, Mark the two asset skills on your character sheet, and the advantages of professional training relate directly to those skills. If you purchased one dot in professional training, you'd have networking. 
Your character builds connections within her chosen field. Take two dots of contacts relating to that field. On If you went, bought four dots of professional training, you would have on-the-job training, which means that you would take a skill dot in an asset skill, and whenever you purchase a new asset skill dot, you would take a beat. You got access to extensive educational tools and mentorship. And there's like five different levels of that. Tolerance for biology is exactly what you think it is. Um, when other characters must resist shock or physical repulsion from the disgusting and morbid, your character stands her ground. You do not need to make composure, stamina, or resolve rolls to withstand the biologically strange. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're immune to fear. Mm. Just means you're used to nature in all its nasty forms, is what it says. But supernatural nasty. That's a new thing. How much does that cost? That sounds fun. It yeah. costs two dots, and it requires a resolve of three. I have those requirements. <clears throat> it's that person who's Let's like, the three people lined up looking at the body. One of them's like, Whoa. the other one's like throwing up in the corner. The other person's like, what's that there? Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Trained observer. Okay. I am an artist. Do, well, do you have a wits detail. or a composure of three? No, yes. Two. No. Okay. So you can composure. purchase either it's either one dot or three dots. Fair. You see how that works? Rich. You can buy one or three. Uh, anytime you make a perception roll, which is almost always wits plus composure to notice something, right? You benefit from the nine again quality. Excuse me. And that's that's for the first point, and then three is probably eight. Three is the you get eight again. Yeah, and that's what was that called? Trained observer. Trained observer. One dot or three dots. And again, you have seven dots total to spend on your merits. Because I still need dots. Vice ridden is one of them. Oh, was that an exploit? <laughs> Vice ridden costs two dots. You have two vices. Ooh. Although you may still only regain one willpower per scene in which you indulge yourself. <laughs> but the notion is that you have more, more opportunities to gain willpower because you have more life. So it's a benefit. <laughs> uh, virtuous is exactly the same thing, but from the opposite side. Right? Cost two dots, you have two virtues. Blah, blah. So those were all the mental merits. Let's hear some social ones. <clears throat> social. I'm sorry, this, yeah, like I said, this is... This is the part that's going to take a while because don't have the copy of the book. Because you can only get it from, like, Drive-Thru RPG or, mm-hmm. or RPG Now or something. You have to have it printed and then shipped to you over the course of, like, a calendar year. <laughs> so, uh, allies, as Stephen mentioned, where depending on the number of dots you're paying, it represents the layer of influence in the group, right? Um, alternate identity. Depending on the dots, one, two, or three, that's the amount of scrutiny that this alternate identity holds up to. Um, anonymity. Uh, again, that's one dot to five dots. Um, <clears throat> and that's... They would suffer... The person trying to find you by paper would suffer a penalty per dot purchased in that merit. Right? Hard to uh, you're, you're off the grid. Right? Mm-hmm. Barfly, uh, closed book, 
What's barfly? I want to hear that. There it is. It requires a socialize of two. Socialize. Nope. I will tell you what it is, however. Roles to identify that person as an outsider suffer that person's socialize as a penalty. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, I'm, I'm meant to be here. Mm. I drink here. You're a natural in the bar environment, is what it says. <laughs> There's closed book, like I said. Uh, contacts, which... Mm -hmm. Again, depending on the amount of dots you you uh, buy in it, gives you a contact of a certain social status right. in that particular milieu, right? Yep. Uh, a, a street-level drug dealer or like a drug kingpin, mm -hmm. you know, see the difference. Um, there's fame, which, I mean, it does what it says on the tin. Uh, fast talking. Um... That's a style uh, merit, so you have to buy those in order, right? You're upgrading. Uh, fixer. Hobbyist clique. What does that mean? Your character is a part of a group of hobbyists that specialize in one area, represented oh, okay. by a skill. It may be a book club, a coven, a political party, or any group book brought together by a common interest. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Uh, inspiring is one of them. What's inspiring? Uh... Your character's passion inspires those around her to greatness. With a few words, she can redouble a group's confidence or move them to action. It sounds like you need like something in presence. Or you need three in presence. Whew. Okay, that's actually I could do that. Iron will. Uh, you know I want to hear that. Do you need? Do you have a resolve of four? Three. Then you don't get to hear that. Fine. <laughs> it's locked Ooh. off to you. Please upgrade. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, mentor. Let me go back to character creation. Re redo everything. Yep. No. Mentor Just is one to five that. dots, and it kind of functions in the same way that contacts and allies does, depending on. But specifically, a one dot mentor them. might be incapable of dealing with modern society and want to live vicariously through your character. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I still a want that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Please let me not be that. This one. is establishing what the mentor wants from your character, right? Mm -hmm. And then you would choose three skills that mentor has, and you would substitute resources for one of those skills. You can ask us, like per session, you can say, "Hey, can you give me a favor? Can you do this for mm -hmm. me?" Um, mystery cult initiation, which is just a fun <laughs> one to read. Yes, let's hear that. Okay, um, it reflects membership in resources. one of these esoteric groups. Uh, Secret societies couched in fraternity houses, scholarly cabals studying the magic of classical symbolism, oh, so uh, mystical suicide cults. <laughs> uh, the dot rating dictates mm. standing. One dot's an initiative, an initiate, sorry. Uh, yeah. two a respected member, three a priest or organizer, etc., etc. Um, Until five, you're literally leading the thing. And there are some sample cults, but the, the notion is that you have to let, you're designing the cult, whatever it is. You start with a purpose, and then you do a relic, and then you do a doctrine. How much does that cost? Then? Or one to five. It's one to five, depending mm -hmm. on how many. There are no, there are no prerequisites. How, how high up are it's you? One at? to five, depending on how high you, how high you are in the... the, the mm -hmm. Are you the Grand Dragon? <laughs> or, you know, or just an asshole in a hood? You know? That's something to put in the back burner of, like... Maybe that's how I got into advertising. I'm secretly <laughs> advertising. Uh, advertising my cult. Resources is a social merit, which you can buy from one to five. And it represents your kind of disposable income. Right? What can you get a hold of right now? 
Like if you had a, um, a resources of like two, um, you can procure an item at that level or lower once per chapter, which is sort of like the grander, not the scenario, but the chapter, um, without issue. I don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to go get the thing because I have the money for it. An item one availability above your resources reduces your effective resources by one dot for a month. Oof. You can procure items mm -hmm. two availability below your resources without limit. So you can get as many of those as you like. For instance, if you had a resources four, you could get disposable cell phones, which are availability two. See, that's two below. Uh, you can get as many as you need. I'm just going to buy 30 disposable cell phones because I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, One for every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> pusher. Ooh. Uh, retainer. Well, what is pusher? Is that like. Is that literally you're pushing drugs on people? Your character tempts and bribes as yep. second nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you, buddy. <laughs> Please be like a drug dealer who's going into like a high level corporation type marketing environment. Uh, I, I will say, don't don't pick that because I'm not engaging with this particular system. Okay. Yeah. I just it's, again, it's to keep it's to, to keep things simple, yeah. lighten it fits lighten so well. Yeah, it's so because it's, it, anytime a mark in a social interaction accepts your soft leverage, which is a particular kind of thing you apply, uh, yeah. open a door as if you'd satisfied his vice, as well as moving his impression of you up on the chart. You see what I'm saying? God, that's whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think like in actual game, play, actually. it's not, but it is. Yeah. It's basically a mini game for it's wow. gamifying. Social interactions where you can like, okay, this person like has a certain number of doors yeah. that I have to open to oh, get see. what I want. I see. Okay. Right? But they're like metaphorical doors that you're opening with uh -huh. bribery or yeah. flattery yeah. or whatever. So it's it a lot like less, those. we're going to have a conversation with the king. I rolled a natural 20. We have a wonderful conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's that a is, lot more. It's, it's meant to it, like, that uh, step, step, step yeah. by step. Yeah. step, by step I, I think it's also meant to help out people who have had difficulty like doing impromptu dialogue or have conversation with characters, right? Yeah. Uh, retainer, which is, I mean, it's what it sounds like. Uh, you have a retainer. You have an assistant, sycophant, servant, or follower. Uh, safe place. You have somewhere you can go where you feel secure. That's one to five. Uh, the retainer is one to five as well. Uh, small unit tactics. Uh, spin doctor. <laughs> go uh, on. <laughs> Since Lance isn't asking, I'll do it for him. <laughs> These sound like things, but then they're like, well, if we're not doing all of these things. Spin Doctor doesn't engage with the clue system, so that's okay. Sad. Uh, staff, one to five. You have staff. Are you upper management? Housekeepers, designers, <laughs> research assistants. Maybe got to put it in the... the, the it specifies the animators soul. here, which is fine. <laughs> animators. Uh, status, Too real. one to five. You have respect, standing, whatever, in a group or organization. Um, striking looks. That's what it sounds like. Sympathetic. Yes. What is that? It costs two dots. Your character's very good at letting others get close. Uh -oh. This gives him an edge in getting what he wants. Nope. No, no. At the beginning of a social maneuvering attempt... Oh, well, mm. has to do with doors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no? Table turner. 
Is that doors or is that? Yes. Yep. Sad. Takes. I, I can. I can tell a lot of them are like doors. You're getting the feel. That's for a clue. Yeah. One. A taste. Um, you have refined tastes and can identify minor details in fashion, Ooh. food, architecture, and other forms of artistry and craftsmanship. Nice. Uh, true friend, uh, which is kind of like allies, contacts, retainers, mentors, but there's a di- different relationship there, right? The storyteller cannot kill her true friend as part of a plot without your express permission. <laughs> it's got plot armor. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you spent points on it. It has yeah. plot armor. <laughs> Okay. And then there's Jason just going, fuck your plot armor. <laughs> He's now in a coma. Oh, no, He's not the rules said I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, they're just a vegetable now. It's okay. They're still alive. <laughs> they might be alive. By the way. They might come back. By the way, there are also supernatural merits. We won't worry about those yet. Actually, you uh-huh. can take them now. Ooh. But there's... Ooh. there's there's a but. There's some spice. These merits require the character remain human. So if you wanted to become a supernatural creature it's no in the course of play, a vampire, a werewolf, a ghost, a whatever, changeling, that would go away. You wouldn't keep these merits anymore. They would be gone. Oh, it would, it would be... It overrides It'd be them. overrided. Well, yeah, I'm sure we all want to hear. That well, basically, they would be so, they would be eliminated, and right. then Replaced. there's a rule called the sanctity of merits, which means that you'd be able to reapply those dots to something else. Oh, but you wouldn't get those specific merits anymore because they're yeah. not yeah. not for you. These merits each have a deeply mystical bent and may not be right for every chronicle. Let's hear it. Yeah, aura reading. Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Automatic writing. That sounds really nice. I'm going to skip over the ones that are ridiculous for this particular campaign. Okay. Why not um, just tell us for, for Biokinesis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Clairvoyance. That one's okay. Okay. Um, cursed. Hmm. Uh, I don't think we're going to use laying on hands. <laughs> Faith healing. Uh, medium. I can see that working. Mind of a Madman. I am an artist. What does that one mean? That, that yeah. could fit, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear that. Your character gets deep under the skin of problems. If she's investigating a crime or other phenomenon, she can put herself in the mind of the culprit. This often helps with the case. However, it takes her to a dark place internally. Fucking artist. It just kind of makes... Once Some, she's made the choice to sink into the culprit's mindset, which usually involves intense meditation or perusal of the culprit's crimes, mm-hmm. she gains eight again, on all roles to investigate, pursue, and stop the culprit. But, <laughs> once per night, while she sleeps, she dreams about the culprit's crimes and theoretical future crimes. This is intensely traumatic. It drives her further on the hunt. If she spends the day the without station. pursuing the culprit, make a role to resist de- degeneration as if she committed the crime herself. <laughs> that could be real That's where rough. you need the psychopath words uh omen sensitivity hold on what was that called i'm just gonna fence that was called mind of a madman uh omen sensitivity which you see patterns you can like interpret things as being like is that an omen um and that'll force me to basically answer a question about your character's life surroundings a task as a yes or no right um numbing touch i don't know if we're using that one either (laughs) 
Allowing this person to numb a person, rendering them sluggish and incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was, I was well, thinking of like the omen. The omen, the omen yeah, yeah, might be cool. Psychokinesis, again, that's a little heavy. Psychometry. Ooh, that's a fun one. Which is, I think, maybe fine. I mean, yeah. that's something that I like a like a a ghost hunter or a medium mm-hmm. could do in, in like a like a History Channel special or something. Yeah. You, know? you grab this thing and you learn it. Oh, I feel. Oh, yes, this is much pain in this object. Belong to a to a. To a Jewish lady. Ooh. <laughs> you know, um, Her name's written on the bottom. <laughs> telekinesis is out. Outright. No telekinesis. <laughs> out. Aww. No telepathy. Away. Uh, no thief of fate. That's not <laughs> good either. Uh, unseen sense. And I think that one's okay too. You have a sixth sense for a type of supernatural creature. You choose it when you buy the merit. What's the value on that one? Two dots. Yeah, I don't think I can squeak that one in. What was Omen reading? What was the Omen sensitivity? Omen. Omen sensitivity costs three dots. Oh. <laughs> Strong though. What is the madman yes, no thing cost? The mind of a madman. Yeah. Two dots. It requires an empathy of three. Empathy of two. I could totally change my empathy to three. I was thinking oh, that. that could be neat. Do you really want this though? No, but it sounds really interesting. Yeah. I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these sound pretty strong. Un- unless you are willing to c- commit your character's life to... Uh, like, yeah, no. But she's a fucking artist. The really so. shitty detective lifestyle. Right, and she's she's an artist. So maybe I shouldn't, I guess. I mean, that, the uh, nice thing is, is that's only if you like commit yourself to a specific... Right. You do a crime at a time. So yeah. as long as you do a little bit of research and you don't, you know, mind of a madman some... I don't know, immortal vampire. Right. Or yeah. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, or Jack the Ripper who just never died kind of thing, then it's not too bad. You're you get to do the like you just got the TV congratulations. You get your own TV show like Psych, well you're helping people out. I, I don't know. Something it about a pineapple. You got a friend. <laughs> In every session. Oh, I got two more to spend, and I don't know. I know. And I, I have one more. I was just saying if I was to do like status or resources or taste. There are fighting merits as well. We should oh. probably get somebody with at least like one in resources. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like fighting merits. Fighting just, merits. Just a little. These are specific to like combat, right? I mean, that makes sense. I'll do one resource and then one. Armed cult. defense. One mysterious cult. What's that? Armed defense is a style thing, so you got to buy in an order, right? Mm-hmm. It's one to five. Um, you need a dexterity of three, a weaponry of two. Okay. Uh, you're able to use a weapon to stop people That's who are trying to kill you. <laughs> Often deployed by police officers using riot shields or telescoping batons, it's just effective while using a chair leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Table leg of truth. So what are, the, what are the levels of that? Cover the angles. Cost one dot. Whenever you take a dodge action, reduce the defense penalties for multiple attackers by one. You can apply your full defense against the first two attacks and then start to suffer penalties to defend against more than that attacks third fourth fifth and so on okay so as i'm reviewing quick clarification when you're saying it builds up does that mean you're buying your base rank in it and then you're buying these specialties underneath separately mm-hmm. yeah okay. so basically you'd buy you'd call you'd spend one dot to buy the first level and then you have to spend two dots to buy the second level so then you have to spend three dots like to buy the third level. Yeah. like but you get core. all the levels that you buy right yeah so with yeah so with parkour when i get 
parkour. If, if I put two dots in parkour, I get cat pass, right? Or do I have to buy? Let cat me double check. And uh, if, if parkour is a style merit, that would cost mm -hmm. three because it would be one and then two. One and then two. Let me okay. double check about about parkour. Parkour is a style merit. So you'd, if you okay. wanted cat leap and flow, it would be one and then two. So it costs three total. Okay. See so what I'm saying? Parkour for one. No, no, no. Which... Parkour is just the umbrella. Think ah, of it as okay. The umbrella. And then everything underneath is its own separate thing. Flow costs one. Cat leap costs two. two. Wall run costs three. Okay. But you can't go straight to wall run. You've got to go. You've got to build down. Okay. 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 I, I'm, I'm thinking about that going things. with the, what we were just talking about, the, the fence. Okay. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so hold on. It requires a dexterity of three, a weaponry of two, and it says as a prerequisite defensive combat colon weaponry. Oh, you have to have the special D defensive combat. I think that's what it what it's trying to say. Yes, I think it just the words are swapped around. This this text isn't terribly great in terms of like typos and stuff there's a chart there's a chart in here for vehicles that's just completely wrong <laughs> like all of the column markings should be in the exact fucking whack-ass order you gotta change everything around Lip it. yeah so if you had the defensive combat specialty in i can change that if I want. so what can i get for two dots weak spot uh you swing against your opponent's arm rather than his own weapon. Use this ability when defending against an armed attacker. If your defense reduces his attack pool to zero, he's disarmed. If you dodge, you disarm your opponent if your defense roll reduces his attack successes to zero. So if you're dropping the guy down to zero, you're disarming this, whether it's a proactive thing or you're dodging. So I get... Uh, That's a style merit, so if you wanted, you'd have to buy the first one. Uh -huh. And then you buy the left. The second uh, one. So that would cost three in total, because you have to buy the first one and then the second So I could get the first style, which is... Cover the ankles. Which is you could apply your full defense against the first two attacks yes. rather than the first attack. Because doing full defense against attacks, you take minus one to your die pool every time, because you're... Getting tired, right? Yeah. You're mm -hmm. trying to react. Too many attacks. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I'll do that. Then. Okay, that would cost one dot. It's armed defense, and then the sub thing is cover the angles. And, you need, and you remember, you need the defensive combat specialty for a weapon. For other fighting merits. Cheap shot. <laughs> a classic. Interesting. Why is mm -hmm. cheap shot? I may want it. Costs, uh, okay. it costs two. It requires subterfuge at two, mm -hmm. which nope. makes oh. sense. Mm -hmm. And street fighting at three. Nope. Ooh. Is street fighting a brawl subset? I think that's meant to be the... Yeah, again, the Texas. Okay. It's meant to be a brawl special I think. Uh, I mean, cheap shot is exactly what it sounds like. Make a dexterity and subterfuge roll as a reflexive action. Your the opponent tries to contest with their wits and composure, their notice, right? If you score more successes, the opponent loses his defense for the next turn. You're kind of bait and switching. Right? Dang. Good old thing. 
Yeah. Chokehold. <laughs> uh, close quarters combat, another style of merit where you're buying things in order. Defensive combat. Oh, well. I think that's what that meant. Instead of a specialty, I think you have to buy the defensive combat merit and then get... Okay, what's the defensive combat merit? Costs one dot. It requires brawl or weaponry, one dot. you got to pick one. Mm-hmm. Use your brawl or weaponry to calculate defense rather than athletics. Oh, interesting. You can learn both versions of that merit. Allowing you to use any of the three skills to calculate defense. And it's horrible for me because my athletics is better than both of those. You can always move around. Yeah. Athletics, then. And the choice is yours. I'll, let's, I'll read some more of the physical, mm-hmm. the fighting merits. Yeah. Uh, fighting finesse. Uh, firefight. What's fighting finesse? Choose a specialty in weaponry or brawl when you purchase this merit. Uh, you may substitute your character's dexterity for her strength when making rolls with that specialty. What's the cost? It costs two sounds, dots. Sounds good for like Help the chain. Requires three decks and a specialty to pick and, and weapon. Roll. Okay, that that works for me because my dex is better than my strength. Perfect. <laughs> Fighting finesse costs two dots. That's Choose a specialty in weaponry or brawl, and you can use your dex for your strength when making rolls with that specialty. You actually whip it. You don't just. Mm-hmm. Whip it good. Smack it. Yes. Fire, firefight, that's a style thing. It's one to three. It has to do with being comfortable with a gun. Grappling, what it sounds like. Heavy weapons, what it sounds like. Improvised weaponry. Iron skin. Light weapons. Marksmanship. Martial arts. Police tactics. Shiv. <laughs> Street fighting. See, that, okay, that's what they were talking yeah, that's about. Right, okay. It wasn't clear that that was a merit requirement. Mm-hmm. And unarmed defense. It kind of sounded like that. But... Could be. So there you go. What's unarmed? Unarmed defense. Um, you have to pick the merit defensive combat brawl before you can take that. So that's those are all the fighting merits. And that's it. I think I'm good for merits. And I'm good for merits too. If you still want to look, I can. Now that we've sort of narrowed it down, I can just hand you the, the tablet. You can go page through. I've spent money on this. So the merits start on this page. I think I'm good. You sure? Yeah. You spent all your seven points? I did. Steven? Yep. Okay. Good, good, good. Still, you think of virtue. Did you do all the. Uh, the um, Derived attributes at the bottom. You can see all the, the equations and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got your initiative mod, defense, speed, size, aspirations. We filled out health and willpower, right? So you're you're bubbling in the dots above hand, right? Because the boxes are what you're ticking off mm-hmm. to say that's how many of you used, right? One thing to note about the health before you we're almost we're almost there. Um, you put uh, you can figure those out in play it's not, mm-hmm. again that's for like experience over a longer term you check off from the left left to right does that make sense mm-hmm. so take the box right if you take bashing damage which is like somebody like punches you in the face 
That's bashing damage. Yeah. You would make a little slash in the leftmost empty box. If it was lethal damage, anything with a weapon, like a knife, Mm that would be an X in the leftmost box without lethal or the aggravated damage, which is the higher version of that. Um, Aggravated damage, which looks like a asterisk, which would be like an X with another line through it in this case, is in the leftmost empty box that isn't already... Sorry, the leftmost box that isn't already aggravated. Marking over moves everything one box to the right. That makes sense? Okay. So it's, it's, it's not like if you had a stun and then you got a lethal, that stun turns into lethal. It's... That stun moves over. The lethal would have to be in the leftmost box that doesn't have lethal or aggravated. Yeah, the the, the stun moves over. It's not like you. Yeah, it's a, you have to kind of kind of wrap yeah. your head around it, but it does make sense when yeah. you start to come to grips with it. Yeah. So, like, if I took bashing damage here, it's not like it overwrites here. the stun damage. No, it's still there. It's just that you have to move everything yeah. over. And I took lethal damage. I would put it right here. That makes sense. Because in red markets, it... Well, actually, what I would do is this. Yeah, it lays. In that case, I would put lethal here and move the bashing over there. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Because you always have to fill left to right. The reason is, is that you regain health from right to left. Mm. And bashing damage is easier to heal than lethal, which is easier to heal than aggravated. (laughs) And there's a whole thing for that that we will get into when you inevitably we'll get hurt and die. Mm-hmm. So don't worry, it'll just be all aggravated all at once. <laughs> if you take full aggravated damage on your track, you are literally dead. Yep. Did you decide to pet a werewolf? If you took your if your track was full of lethal damage, oh, it must be coconut. You would add plus 1 damage each minute until you receive some kind of medical surgical attention, right? So that would mean the lethal damage would start becoming yeah, aggravated damage. damage. Slowly fill up left to right. Yep. Until you were dead. As you were bleeding out. Um, if you have one of three of your rightmost boxes that you that you have, right? Because your health boxes aren't all of these boxes. It depends on the equation, yeah. right? Um, you would start to take some wound penalties. So starting at three. So when it's filled out, you get the wound penalties. For instance, if your third to last box is marked with any kind of damage, oh. you would take a minus one to any action you were trying to do. Yeah. And then two, and then... And then a two, three. and then a three would be your last box. Does that make sense? Which basically means you can't do anything. Can't do shit. <laughs> That's even if it's just bashing damage? Even if it's bashing yep. damage, yeah. You are so bruised up that you're yeah. just... You're out of it. You are ready to fall unconscious. Okay. So there we go. Um, periodically during the game there will be things kind of like conditions called tilts which are like sick, poisoned, drugged, immobilized, insane. It's a classic. Or environmental tilts like heavy rain, uh, foot Jason, uh, flooded, that's a reference, uh, earthquake, etc., etc. Um, I made the good video game. <laughs> so those are things that will like temporarily apply depending on like somebody can tackle you and like deal the knocked down tilt and now you have to deal with that right status okay so who 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 is everybody who would like to start i need to know who you are 
Because I literally have a write-up. Are we just doing, like, name, or are we doing, like, background? Uh, well, Do we know like, each other? Like, a, I would like a name and a concept, you know, like a, like a pithy little thing that says who you are, right? Um, and then... If you if you know each other, because obviously, like I said, you live in the same apartment building. You don't necessarily have to know each other. You can have seen each other before, mm-hmm. passing in the hallway, going on the elevator, or whatever. You don't have to know each other. You will <laughs> in the course of the game. You don't have to start that way. You don't have to start that way. Okay, well, my character's name is Emily. M. Is that, how many E's is that? Emily. M- Thank you. Just normal spelling, Emily. Emily. M for short. Ian for short. It's a, it's a Dutch not, last not name. M, you know, not... God damn it! I never have a last Emily, name. Emily. Emily. M for short. Why do you always ask me for last name? <laughs> because last names are real human. Strafford. I don't know. Strafford. Strafford. I I know which games to figure out a last name for, and then I write them. Like I'm awful. Like the D and D ones. Like yeah, who oh, cares? Yeah. I I. I Prepped this character concept way beforehand because well, like, I'm like I'm I'm getting a last name. Your modern yeah. games I need a last you're name. Em, you're Emily Strafford. Yeah. Um, you're, what's your concept? Working artist. Okay. That as opposed to a, a struggling one. artist. As opposed to a struggling artist. Yes. You've made it. Well, Congratulations. Starving artist. You're a, you're a working painter. Yes. I'll be a little more specific. A painter. The more specific you can, you can be. The your studio player. is your apartment, and, and for not, you as your player. Not quite the, Although uh, my your... idea was that, like, she draws and paints, but she also does stuff like on on maybe actually computers as well. well. She's probably well, she's primarily known for paint. Yeah. Then that, that's what I would. Multimedia, okay. but can also do digital art. Sure, you're doing yeah. visual arts. Yeah, yeah. visual yeah. arts, digital yeah. stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Steven. I'll be playing Fisk Walsh. Fisk. Yep, F-I-S-K. And then Walsh, W-A-L-S-H? Yep. Okay, who is Fisk Walsh? <laughs> that was I found him one, yeah. Oh, I just had <laughs> extra food. Okay, he never misses food. Found the one. I concept is a trans man who is basically a family exile and just trying to get by. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of a blank trans man. Uh, exiled? Exiled. Is what I was going Sure, yeah, exiled yeah. trans. That's easier. Came from a big Irish Catholic family. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, they don't, they yeah. probably don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> exiled trans, man. Okay. Well, uh, uh, oh, so I, I, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're female. Yeah, I don't know how to play a guy. It's, it's, it's much... The same as you would play a female character, except you would talk about your genitals more often. I don't want to talk about my genitals. <laughs> well, there you go. I do you remember the night I shouted at like a random NPC for talking about his genitals and sure. like screamed That's that true. nobody wanted his. Dick? I was the NPC. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, I remember. I uh, don't want to talk about my genitals. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that was actually Zach, not not you. No, oh, I, was it? no, I it was an NPC, and like because I was trying to get Dog's body out of a bar, and it uh, ended up with Dog's body. I was like, no, okay, come I, on, because I was like, nobody I, wants your dick. I, I was thinking about <laughs> yes. the the other one where where it was oh, Zach yes. as the dwarf. Yeah, oh I, yeah, I, yeah. Why are all of you obsessed with dicks? If that comes out, I'm leaving. What are your? The, the uh, what do you identify as, uh, Fisk? Male. Male? Okay, so yeah, you're, so you're female to male. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, Lance, what's your character? Cecil Connington. Cecil, C-E-C-I-L? Yep. Can you spell that last name for me? C-O-N-N-I-N-G-T-O-N. C-O-N-N. Connington? Connington. Connington. C-O-N-N-I-N-G-T-O-N. Yes. And you are a... A, a advertising analyst. Sure. Ad analyst. God, I got bored just listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, like, that is the whitest Oof. character I have ever seen played in a game. Uh, and, and male, I assume? Yeah. Okay. I, it, it's what came to mind. I, I know, this totally That's half the just... fun of this, is, like, you're playing sometimes boringly normal Boringly people. normal people, yeah. Who then... who then have to deal with this. Because yeah. then I could think of, like, certain skills that would be, mm-hmm. like, you might be pretty good in computers, just, like, looking at information or investigation, analytics. Mm-hmm. It's really hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Robert, your character? Makoto Fujimoto. She is a fearless bike messenger. Makoto Fujimoto. What, what, what brand of bike does she go? Ooh, there's an important question. Bike messenger. Is it a Yamaha? Nice. Swin. Oh, yeah. We will say with that type of bike. Moto Messenger, so I know it's a motorcycle and not... it's not a, it's a bicycle. Oh it's literally a bicycle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay. Bike messenger. No, she's like one of the messengers on the on, on like the street. Yeah. Like a courier you got a bag. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Makoto Fujimoto. Uh female, I assume? Yes, she is. Whistle dog. Okay. Damn it, you still need a Except virtue. No. <laughs> Do you want our virtues and our vices or not? Um, you know, it, it'll come. It'll become apparent during okay. the play. If you think you're, you you tell me like hey, self discovery of my virtue. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you figure it out, or if you have it already in mind, and you're like, hey, I'm. I'm doing this or I'm saying this because it, it's virtuous advice. Yeah. Let's be honest, that's my vice. Now, obviously, <laughs> it's you regain willpower. You can't get more willpower than you started with. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I'm an artist. Mine's pretty easy to figure out. It's pot. <laughs> nice. You're a virtue? <laughs> yeah, my virtue is pot. My vice is pot. Have fun. <laughs> Well, uh, well, I mean, my virtue's could, pot, my vice is more pot. It could be like LSD or, you know, like... No. <laughs> mushroom. No, I, ha- I want to have all my teeth and stuff. It's fine. Mm, yeah. Yeah. LSD doesn't do anything. That's just a tablet. That doesn't do anything. Still, it, it does some other it's, stuff. It's a, it's, <laughs> it, it, it quickly it, it helps with your depression. It's meth that fucks up. Are you tired of unsightly yeah. teeth? <laughs> <laughs> you would not need to go to the dentist. No, LSD. Down, Down at the... Down at the Midwest Methco... And yeah, that's pretty bad. All right, so here's the deal. It is the year of someone's lord, 2018. You live uh, in the heart of Chicago, downtown, uh, not in the suburbs. Ooh, not a uh, you're right smack dab Chicago. in the middle of the the uh, the urban environment of Chicago. Um, you all live in the same apartment building. Um, How many hours do you have to sleep there to be, you know, to leave and be living? <laughs> if, if you, you pay, pay rent, if you pay you them, pay rent. you live. There. <laughs> uh, does anyone know the name of the apartment building by chance? Hmm. 
Hartford Place. That's a good one. Hartford Place. Mm-hmm. You live in a, a decent apartment complex called Hartford Place. Is it modern or is it more antique? Uh, there, if you mean there are there outhouses? No, no. <laughs> is, is it like like a stone apartment or or like like a typical high rise? Oh, I, I I see what you're saying. The kind of the design, the architecture. Of it, right, the architecture. Do we have yeah. a nice seventies like brutalist movement? No, it's a it's a it's a it's a relatively steel and concrete. It's a modern building. Modern. It's not it's okay. not like a renovated. It's like a chair Victorian room or something. Uh, right. It's uh, yeah, it's got several floors. Uh, it's got hardwood. You know, um, inside the, uh, the apartment itself, you know, and everything. So it's it's a kind of a modern style, right? Contemporary style, we'll say. So um, the the four of you uh, live in this apartment complex, uh, just trying to eke out a living in, in downtown Chicago. Um, when uh, it's it's kind of a, a a blustery day of early October. Um, and you all happen to notice as you're moving about... Uh, it's a Sunday, so people are off work. Uh, <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> it's a Sunday, you're off work. Um, I got forced to have a vacation day. <laughs> you happen to notice that... Um, uh, someone new is moving in to what the apartment. Advertising now, it's pretty much. Oh normally, that wouldn't be cause for really any notice. I mean, people come and go to this apartment complex all the time. There are four floors, plenty of apartments. People are always moving in and out. The turnover is kind of high because you know the rent's not not cheap. You know, and Chicago is the city that you know constantly moving. You know, the city that works is mm-hmm. Um it's not Gary. So, it's not Gary, Indiana. No, absolutely. <laughs> Next door uh, <laughs> What's What's notable about this this new person uh, is that it's uh, an exceedingly old man uh, who uh, is not only dressed but also um, is by way of what looks like a, a, a male probably a nurse or assistant of some kind, is loading off of a truck all of this furniture that looks like it was taken straight out of the late 50s, early 60s. <laughs> it's just, if there, if, if there was a red flag for, for 50s, 60s-like dad stereotype, <laughs> all the wood and everything like that, it is, it is now heading up inside the main, the, the lobby and up into the apartment. Um, they're going to redo as, the walls with, like, wood paneling. Right. As we speak. 40 to 60. station wagon. So you see that the, the, the older it's man is not... Um, he isn't doing any of, the, any of the moving himself. He's clearly... He's got to be at least 80, 90 years old. He's, you know, he's a, he's a shrunken little man wearing these kind of <laughs> tiny spectacles, bow tie, liver spots all over. Um, he is sitting uh, on, a, on a beat up wooden bench watching the movers go by. One of whom, like I said, is, is dressed in these kind of. It's got a kind of a dirty scrub top over some some jeans. So it's clearly the the nurse or the hospice care person helping out the the truck movers moving things in and out. Um, 
you see that there is a as it slowly is emerging this kind of this green drab looking wood armed couch, mm-hmm. uh, looking like a complete antique being sort of loaded into the, the, the lobby, and um, you're, you're 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 noticing this either from your apartment window or. You know, you're on the street nearby, you're in a coffee shop just just, just on across the street, where you're kind of have an eye on this thing that's happening in front of the uh, uh, of Hartford Place. Uh, you see the the kind of the kind of dingy looking fellow in the scrub top, the the nurse. Um, he goes into the back of the truck and grabs what looks like this 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 globe, right? Uh, it's it looks even older than the wood armed couch that they just moved out. Uh, it looks like like a globe that's been like the 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 map that's been posted around like the actual ball of the globe <laughs> probably hasn't been updated since like 1918. Um, still says USSR. In this brass, it still says USSR. It's on the brass. It's, no, it sounds like it's before USSR. It's <laughs> it just says India is still a part of England. That's all it says. Um, and then water. It's just water. Uh, he throws this globe to one of the movers, who like sort of catches it and gives him a stink eye. And, goes back into the lobby and um you see him then retrieve what looks like this this kind of bulbous green glass lamp from the truck um and he hops down and he starts making his way towards the front doors towards towards the lobby and he doesn't quite make the transfer from asphalt to curb trips falls and you see the glass lamp fall to the ground and you see the hood crack mm. uh, and then you see him kind of he, the, 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 the nurse gets up and then dusts himself off and then pshh, and his hands in the air and he just like sort of just slumps down on the on the sidewalk next to the lamp and he's just like just sitting there kind of like what what the hell just happened um, you can see uh, the the old man um Sort of lean over and sort of look look a little closer, adjusting his, his spectacles, and he calls out, um, uh, don't, "Don't you worry about it, Richard. You, you you didn't cut yourself, did you?" And you see that Richard, the, the nurse, is just completely like sort of, just not even given the time of day, looking down in his stringy hair, not making any eye contact. Um, you're close enough. To the scene that you could uh, figure out with a quick glance how much that lamp was worth, if you're so inclined. That sounds like. If you want to kind of appraise the damage. Okay. Okay. What kind of role would that be? So this is like here's the tutorial. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, How do we do the thing? You use. um, You could use either as your attribute. You could either use wits or intelligence. Okay. You would add to that either crafts yes. or academics, and then add any uh, equipment that you have that might be no relevant. <laughs> that puts my dice pool at negative one, so no. You have the one dice. Yeah, yep. you have the chance dice. Your chance die. That's seven. So what happens if I do get an extra magic failure on this? Uh, that would be a good question. I, I'm, I'm not exactly I'm, sure. I'm just going to try so just this work? in case that happens. Sure. Nice for real roll three Eight, nines, tens. <laughs> Hard one. That Four. is a dramatic failure on this. Okay. So, um, well, where? tell me where you are. I'm in the coffee shop across, across the street. street. Yeah. 
So you oh, end that's up. A, that's a ten. You no, can't quite see one. the extent of the damage from because you're you're several feet away. Um, it's, it's, it's happening across the street, Same and this right? lamp is you know about yay big. It's you know not it's handheld, something you can hold. Um, you are leaning over with your with your coffee, um, and you're trying to get closer and closer. And you find out that as you're leaning, your hand is doing that thing where it's becoming unmoored from uh, uh, basic, like, horizontal tilt. And so you then, you, this, the coffee ends up spilling into uh, a person that's across the back Whoops. of someone who's sitting oh. next to you. Whoops. And you hear this, this hiss of, ah, God, fuck. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Jesus. Okay, I'm going to take the dog out before I kill him. He very quickly stands up and Don throws a sort of like like uh, a beige jacket off. It's uh, like wringing it out. What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, there's the lamp. I love lamp. I hope you're gonna pay for my dry cleaning. <sighs> what a bitch. Welcome oh. to Chicago. He then flags down uh, a waiter and asks for um, uh, some kind of like. Uh, uh, a kind of cloth that he can use to kind of mop up the stains and kind of like uh, ginger. Uh, no, no, it's a club soda. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so who who did anyone succeed? I had one success. One success. Two. Two. And Rachel also had two. Okay, so the three of you uh, who have not burned a man's back with actual coffee, uh, you can tell that um, from where you are. It's an antique. It was an antique brass wall fixture, uh, kind of like one from from one of those sort of older buildings downtown. Um, it's the kind of thing that you would see in like a library, for instance. You know, with the gla- the green hood of the lamp and the ornate the brass fixture. Um, you know, you can't just buy those. Um, it's got to be a keepsake from somewhere. You can't replace it. And you probably know that the old man knows that as well, and he's being exceedingly nice to the nurse. He's probably upset that it's been damaged, but he's water under the bridge and saying, okay, that's fine. Things are going to happen. Is that with the two successes? Mm-hmm. That's with, with, the six, with two successes. Okay. It's moving day. Sometimes things break. Sometimes you lose time. You see him sort of very slowly... Uh, get up. He's not using a cane or anything. He's just very slow to move. And he sort of shuffles over there and pats Richard on the, on the shoulder and then uh, uh, makes his way up uh, into the lobby and then you see him sort of make, start to make his way into the, the, the elevator to go up to the floor uh, that his, his new apartment is at. That was some um, subtle advertising right there. You, you, you fanned the donut smell over here? Please. <laughs> 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 I look at my empty coffee cup and go, damn it. <laughs> now we need a refill. Just throw it away and go back to my apartment. Okay, so you make your way back to, to Hartford Place uh, across, across the street. You can still hear that guy, like, very low grumbling, like, fucking uh, Asian bitch and, and pouring coffee on my back like an asshole. Just like, oh, it's a real. Hmm. Yeah. Being a real, being a real dick. Um... <laughs> Uh, as you... My vice is raffles, so I may have to go over Well, there. hey, <laughs> that's what I figured. You won't get any... I mean, you're already at max yeah, willpower, right, yeah. so it won't be helpful to you. But if you want to be wrathful, yeah, I'll resist. 
Oh. Wrathful would be getting another coffee going, oops, so sorry. <laughs> no, that'd be petty. I'm sorry, spiteful. <laughs> Vindictive. <laughs> so, fun. yeah, I'm mm. Wrathful, so instead of throwing the coffee cup away, I just kind of like pitch it at the back of his head. Okay, what what kind of, is it like a paper coffee cup or is it like a... No, it's like a paper coffee cup. Okay. <laughs> you hear, you hear, if you were a soft... <laughs> he looks around. What the fuck? Who threw that? He gets up. What the fuck threw that? Was it you? And there's a small, like, a, uh, 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 l- l- Latina grandmother. No say, no say. He sees, you know, he's getting the the, the, the waiter over. He's like, I want to speak to your manager. So we just threw a fucking coffee cup at me. The manager's trying to, like, the soften the issue. And you're sort of watching this as you're going back across the street over your shoulder. Just <laughs> kind of grabbing your bike. Fuck Um... As you're making your way back into um, Hartford Place, the lobby, um, let me just give me a quick. Where where are the three of you? Uh, in my apartment. You're in your apartment. What time of What floor is, is your apartment? There are four floors. Let's go. Well, there's there. ground floor, first, second, and so third. There are apartments on the ground floor. Let's do third floor. Third floor. Yeah. Okay. I'm. Uh, watching for my apartment because I'm betting if it's Sunday morning my ass has not left my apartment. Indulging in the pot, right? <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Irish coffee. coffee. Irish. Hey, now. Except, well, Jamaican coffee. coffee. <laughs> hey. This is fucking coffee, so, man. So, so Fisk, where's Fisk? I Probably third floor as well. Probably more expensive to be higher up. More stairs you got to deal with. Yeah. Um, it gets it gets in a fork. in a small sort of it's still noticeable gradation, like kind of yeah. choicer, more expensive the higher up you get. It'll Probably on like a, a small balcony of some sort. Okay. Um, just like watching off the, the front. Below. Yeah. Going, yeah. I'm sitting in like yeah. a desk chair in front of the window, just kind of watching <laughs> my coffee. <laughs> Being out in the elements. Cecil? I think I live in the fourth floor. I don't know if I've just recently got home. Well, it's a Sunday, so if you were working from the office. Um, Is it a late Saturday? Yeah. You haven't slept yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Makoto? Uh, it's bad I'm a bike messenger, so like I probably don't live at the top, so probably second floor. Second floor? Yeah. Makes sense. They don't have to carry their bike up all the way. Right. Yeah. I'm athletic, so I like the I like the athletic. Yeah, but that is such a so pain. you're so you're coming back into the lobby. You see that the the elevator is already gone, and you're like, well, all right, well, I'm gonna have to go up the stairs. Oh, I have to take the stairs anyway. Um, can always fit a bike in a elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Emily Fisk, um, you hear the telltale um, kind of broken bell kind of. Do you know the sound that, that a normal bell bud, uh, ringer would make if you just like hit it with a spoon? Yeah. Chunk. Instead of a, a ding. That's exactly the kind of noise that this, this elevator makes. And you're like, oh, somebody's here. Chunk. And the doors slide open, and then you hear the, the, the iron being moved, the sort of safety uh, bar being moved up. Um, and you hear um, what sounds like this, this Richard guy from, from the sort of the... The, the tone of voice. Uh, this this way, Mr. Ellsworth, right over here. You're you're on you're on, you're through three oh six. 
um, and you um, hear them sort of, you hear the, the, the uh, Richard walking down, and then you hear the shuffling of, of old feet making his way. Uh, are you still uh, are you still in your apartment? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you hear you hear a nearby door Curious. open up. Um, you're hearing um, movers sort of their heavy footsteps uh, moving things in and starting to get things settled. Um, it's about uh, five minutes later, uh, and uh, Cecil, you can sort of vaguely hear this from from below. Um, uh, you uh, Fisk, you hear a knock on your door. Get off the porch, balcony, and make my way over to the front door and look through the people. Uh, you can see it's a ghost. No, uh, no, no. nobody's. <laughs> Wait, can you look through the people? Because you're super small. I had to get rid of that so I could do wall running. Oh, yeah. oh um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a ghost. I'm just naturally <laughs> smaller. Yeah, but you're just not like four. Not foot. statistically smaller. Yeah. Not quite like, so below like the five, average. Five four, five three. The, that just reminded me. Uh, let's that's real quick. I'm gonna plant some questions in your mind for the breaking mm. points. Right. Okay. What's the worst thing your character's ever done? What's the worst thing your character can imagine themselves doing? Ooh. What's the worst thing your character can imagine someone else doing? <laughs> what has your character forgotten? Hmm. And what's the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to your character? Well, I've got that one. So those are things that around which we build your breaking points. Just think about it. Do I need to write them down? Um, you can if you like. You can, um, just, just think about it. Just think about it. You don't have to put anything down right now. Just think about it. Okay. So you see through the peephole, Fisk, there is this... He looks like he's in his late 20s. Um, the most concise picture that I can paint of this, this guy, it's, it's, it's uh, 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 the, uh, the old man's nurse. Okay. Um, is like a shitty, strung-out Eddie Vedder. He's kind of, kind of, kind of got a kind of a blocky build. Looks like he used to be in shape, but he's been kind of softening mm-hmm. for a year or so. His skin's like a vaguely drunk-looking red. He's got dark spots, shadowy circles. He's wearing this dirty scrub top. Uh, I, I see that's a joke that I put in there for myself. Over a <laughs> Pearl Jam tee uh, and dirty blue jeans. Um, you can see the sort of the, it's poking out from the. Mm. Uh, and uh, he's just sort of like he's got his finger in his ear and he's, he's uh, sitting there he looks at it from a minute wipes it off his, uh, his dirty scrub top and he goes to knock again I'll open before he finishes knocking oh hey yeah yeah um I the old the old man what is it he's <sighs> Charlesworth, and you see uh, this 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 older gentleman sort of start shuffling back uh, to, towards the door. There, you just I don't I'm not good with social interactions. Can you just talk to this person, please? And you see this um, again, this sort of wizened uh, old man um, uh, in a bow tie, uh, argyle V-neck sweater. Khaki pants, shiny loafers. The professor. He's all but bald. Uh, he's got liver spots, finger to face. You know, uh, his hands are shaking. So he's he's very slowly sort of shuffling his way over there, and he puts his hand on on, on Richard's uh, uh, um, shoulder and says, uh, "On his way over, I'm going to mention to Richard like nice shirt." And he's he's like, 
He stares at you, Jeff. <laughs> he has absolutely no interest in what you've said. Oh. You might as well have said, I killed your dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 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 uh, the old man, uh, Ellsworth, uh, comes up, puts his hand on, on Richard's shoulder, and he's like, uh, that's all right, my boy, uh, I understand your, your, your generation was a, was a little bit different in terms of, of, of meeting people. That, that's all right. I'll, I'll take care of it from here. You, you, you'll go on and, and help, help the movers back there. There's, there's another heavy recliner that needs to be lifted up. And you see very obviously Richard's face and body go... <sighs> soul leaves Like a petulant body. child. His soul leaves his body. And he just sort of trundles out over back towards 306. And you see this 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 old man, um, and he sort of offers a shaking hand to you. Uh, and he says, uh, well, it's, I, I thought I, I would make my, my, my rounds over here to... Uh, 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 it's important for me for me to meet my, my, my neighbors. That's uh, just the kind of, kind of person I am. I, my, my name's Simon Ellsworth. I, it's a pleasure to meet you. Simon, nice to meet you. I'm Fisk. Uh, Fisk, uh, uh, very, very uh, uh, masculine name. Uh, it's very, uh, very powerful. <laughs> I like it. I will mention that uh, Fisk currently is like five foot three, like roughly hundred forty pounds, suntan, Caucasian skin, brown pixie cut. So this man, kind of hunched over and kind of in his old wizened way, is actually still roughly your height at that <laughs> point. <laughs> uh, and so he's, he's sort of, yeah, he's seeing you eye to eye, you know. Um, and uh, he, uh, he's, he, he finishes shaking your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Fisk, you, you say, uh, uh, what, 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 what's, your, what's your surname? Uh, Walsh, sir. Walsh. Walsh. You see him sort of, sort of scratch his temple for a second. It's Irish. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Catholic, I, I assume. Family is. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean, son. I, we, we have some Lutherans and our, our, uh, our, our distant relatives, and, and we're not too fond of them either. I, <laughs> um, so I, I ask because I, I might know one, one of your uh, folks, a great grand folks. You, you know, I, I knew quite a few people in, in this uh, uh, downtown area several years ago, but uh, Walsh is not, uh, not, not ringing a bell. Meatpacking district? Oh no, no, no! Oh. I, I, uh, I, I used to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm retired now. I, I was an architect by mm. by trade. Uh, you, you may have known. Uh, have you, have you heard of the the, the firm Hollabird and Root? Uh, very, very uh, uh, well known. It's been around since, since the turn of the century. Uh, I, I was, a, I was a draftsman there in the, in. The, in the fifties, and uh, sounds uh, very prestigious. Oh, it certainly was. Yes, I was very proud to uh, to become a draftsman there, and, and uh, I worked as an work. architect there for, for for quite a long time, and uh, got to work on quite a few buildings. It was a really really quite marvelous. Uh, I'm sure I've gone in a couple of them. You you you, you may have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Decided we're next door neighbors. Can I hear this thing? Like, yeah, I like this. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Save me some conversation <laughs> here. I'm just going to start brewing another cup of coffee. 
while I'm hearing this old man make so, so he's, 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 he's trying to make he's trying to make conversation with you. Watering the plants. Not a pot head. I just like pot. Okay. So, uh, so, what, what, what exactly is it that, that you that you do on a, on a day-to-day basis? I just need it for my work, which is I, all the time. Is that a pot? No. <laughs> I've recently that helps in between my jobs, jobs, but right now I'm working as a courier. Oh, I see. And that's how we'll know each other. We are rivals. <laughs> rivals. <laughs> Get out the switchblades. Cool. <laughs> 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 Somebody needs to figure out who sharks and who's chats. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we'll, we'll take co- sharks. A courier, you say, delivering uh, 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 documents and, and so on, on 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 the streets. Plenty of legal yeah. firms around here still need paper documents. Oh, oh yes, of course. They go, yeah, go, go, go through a lot of that stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to deliver those blueprints of yours, don't they? Ah, uh, that, that is true. Well, you know, back in my day, actually, I think, uh, I can recall several times we used to just go up and do it ourselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Times have changed, haven't they? Yes, they have. Uh, they have indeed. Uh, you, uh, your kids still eating those detergent pods? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, no, we do. We don't. I don't do that anymore. Oh, that, well, that's 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 good. Uh, that's that's bad for you. You know that's mm. supposed to go in the in the, in the washer, right? Yeah, yeah, it's poison. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Uh, some, uh, I I I I sometimes oh, analytics. I, I I own a computer. Right? That's as much as it may seem like. Oh, like that's good. I, like I, I, you know, I've just come right that's out of loss. like out of uh, Pleasantville. <laughs> uh, but I do have one, and, and I will occasionally get on there and see see what the what the what the young folk are, are doing. Um, I'm just glad that it's not as big of a problem as it used to be. Last time I checked, there were something about the, the they looked like candy. I don't I don't get that. I I, I, don't, I don't study that stuff. Right, well, that's probably for the best. Uh, you'll, yeah. you'll live longer that way. So, uh, well. Uh, I, I, I just thought I'd uh, come over and, 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 and introduce myself, and I, I want you to know that it, that uh, 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 since I, I'm, I'm going to be moving in, I, I'm, I'm in three oh five six three oh six three oh six. Simon in three oh six. I remember right. that. Uh, uh, and if you have, if you want to, if you want to stop by, you need you need a you need a, a friendly ear or, or a cup of coffee or or oh gosh, I, I got I got a whole. A uh, 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 acre full of uh, uh, just uh, uh, interesting knickknacks and and all right, some of it's junk. But the, uh, if, if if you want some of it, you're more than welcome to come over and I'll try to pawn it off. I mean, give it to you. <laughs> sure, that sounds wonderful. Because it gives you a wink. All right, then. Well, uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, see you sometime uh, in the, in the in the future. Now, don't 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 be a stranger. Now. All right. Have a have a good day, Mister uh, Simon. Good, good, goodbye. Yes, sir. Waddles off. So kind of like standing in the doorway. Make sure he gets back to his room safely. He does. <laughs> it takes about like 45 seconds. It's really not a long walk. It takes a little while. <laughs> Loafer's squeaking as he makes his way down, down the hall. Smile and close the door and go back to lounging on the uh, lounging outdoors. It's very good. Very good. So you don't need a bike to deliver. You just run. I run, and then when it's long distance, I use my uh, 2001 Yaris to get there. <laughs> How oddly specific. 
<laughs> so, um, that was about a week ago. Um, uh, Mr. Ellsworth has, has settled into the apartment complex. You see him every now and again. Here he is, you know, he, he's asking, um, actually, let's, let's do it. He, uh, asks, um, You're on the fourth floor. She's going to stay on the third floor. I'm the one next door to... He's going to knock on your door. Okay. It's about a week later. You hear a... Look at the people. You see a wizened old man with a bow tie. Open the door. Yes? Hello there, young young miss. Uh, I'm Simon Ellsworth. I I live over there in in, in 306. Oh, yeah. No, I overheard you um, talking to my neighbor last week. Oh, yeah. I introduced myself. Jeeves dropping. Well, I see you know, but you're not you're not uh, from you know work for the government, do you? <laughs> no, sir. Oh, uh, that, okay. Well, I'm I'm kind of disappointed. I, <laughs> uh, I was hoping to be a, a higher priority target than that. Oh, oh, I have to work harder. Well, I uh, I can't work very much as it is. <laughs> uh, I hate to break it to you. Uh, anyway, I, I thought I'd come by and, and introduce myself and. Uh, uh, and 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 also that uh, to, to to trouble you for a little favor. Uh, you see, I I I I'm in the process of, of making my my apartment just just real spiffy, and mm. and and I'm hanging some stuff on the walls. And by by God, my 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 hands are not as as uh, strong as they used to be, as dexterous as as they used to be. And I find it difficult to get the get the painting hung in just the right way. I. I, I was hoping for somebody, a young person with a little more um, stability, so to speak. Point out that I'm probably in my painting clothes, which are like beat up jeans, and I have paint on my shirt, and I look like I've well, been. Well, he has like, not seemed to have noticed you. Okay, He's just looking directly at you. I'm face. like <laughs> covered in straight and face contact. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I thought maybe if you weren't if you weren't busy, perhaps uh, I could uh, impress upon you uh, a, little, a little bit of a favor to help me with the, the, the hanging. Uh, sure. Wouldn't you like me to come by? Uh, right, right now. Look at my hand. Um, you'll have to give me a, a minute. Show me. Oh hand. dear. Oh, I'm uh, a I'm a painter. Myself. I, I, I should hope so. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to have to find that clown you're strangling. <laughs> Okay, um, you you live in in Okay, okay, yeah. Um, why don't you just give me a couple minutes to not have paint on my clothes? Sure, certainly. certainly. I'm sure you don't want paint on your apartment. Well, well, for for some for some pieces in the apartment, that might be an improvement. Actually. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you some time, and I, I sure okay. do appreciate it. I'll, I'll be over there. Sure, sure, no problem. Shuffle off. Don't worry, you'll still beat him back to his room. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you take a shower, you scrub your hands very, very thoroughly. You just change wash, clothes, yeah, you walk just wash outside, my hands off he's halfway there. Shirt <laughs> no, Let's get um, initiative rolls for this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can I beat the old man to his apartment? Can you then beat the old man? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you do such a thing? Um, it's a couple days later... Um, I make it in and out unscathing in his paintings. Yes, yeah, you're a, you you come inside um, his apartment and help him hang a, a couple of uh, uh, a rather nice paintings. While you're inside, 
Uh, you can see that his apartment uh, uh, is fairly um, uh, fairly completely decorated uh, by then. He's, he clearly had this nurse's help, and the movers did some initial uh, decorating. Uh, his, his place looks like the uh, the office of a college professor with tenure, like a professor who doesn't necessarily need to keep his office to a certain standard. It's all filled with like interesting bric-a-brac and, and so on and so forth. Probably not much unlike a art history's professors, to be honest with you. Yeah, the it, it it's just like mm, back in college. It again. sets you at, at kind of at home because yeah. the place has been accumulating books and photographs. It looks like for years. Yeah. Okay. By this point, um, uh, you can see a couple Still of you know, pictures hanging along the walls. There's large shelves full of art, architectural books, uh, visual art, you know, drawing okay. um, times so and things. Like probably kind of actually like this guy. Okay. Yeah, and so so he uh, you know gets you to hang up, up a picture or two and thanks you for the time and, and, and tries to pawn off a couple of these books on you. I don't read this anymore. I, I can't draw like I used to. I, I will do. politely accept one and go home. He gives you he gives you he gives you a particular kind of a, a relatively slim volume on on, on chiaroscuro and uh, technique. Um, and so you take that home. Uh, a couple of days later, um, Makoto, you see the old man. Um, he is um, he's on the second floor in the hallway outside of your apartment uh, in the, sort of the middle of the day and he's on his hands and knees and sort of like moving very slowly along the floor is he falling? this is how the horror I movie starts I and then I say uh, are you alright down there? oh hey, oh. oh excuse me young, young miss I, I, so sorry, I didn't, didn't know you were there I've uh, I seem to have uh, misplaced my uh, my uh, keys, and I'm trying to find where they are. I, I'm, and I'm not I'm not good at distance, you see. I have uh, to yeah, be yeah. pretty up close. Uh, my, this carpet is disgusting. Uh, so uh, yeah, why don't I help you look for those? Okay, so you make your way to the apartment. Uh, do you do you? Let him get up on his own volition, or are you going to help him up? Uh, I'll help him up. He takes your, your hand and very slowly sort of makes his way up and, and fully extends himself to his C-shape. <laughs> um, and uh, as, 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 he's, as you guys walk down the, uh, the hallway, he sort of strikes up some conversation. Uh, so, so uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know if we've been pr- properly introduced. I, I'm Simon Ellsworth. I live up on the third floor, 306. Uh, uh, well, what's what's your name, young, young miss? Uh, Makoto, Makoto Fujimoto. Oh, oh yeah, your oh, uh, 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 Makoto. That's a that's a, a Japanese name. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, I, I had. A, oh, not racist. I had a <laughs> back in the, back in the, the early sixties. I, I had a, I had a Japanese landlord. He was a delightful fellow, uh, uh, Kitaro. He was a, he was a he was a real hoot. Oh, you don't say. Yes. Uh, not, not that, not that I assume that you know it, of course. Uh, no. I, 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 I may, I, I may look old-fashioned, but I don't think that way. Just to be clear. Uh, yeah, that's that's nice. Okay. Let's walk that fine line. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is, what is it that you do there, uh, Makoto? Oh, I'm uh, one of the best bike messengers in the city of Chicago. Oh well, if you're the best, then you advertise. Huh? Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> This is how we all get together. <laughs> you uh, deliver uh, uh, documents and letters and, and so on and so forth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Drive them through traffic. 
Oh, that must must be a, quite a fright. Uh, At people. breakneck speeds? Yeah, it's great. Ooh. Oh, yelling at taxi drivers. Mm. Oh, God's alive. Uh, Open yeah, their doors. You're, you're sure to get a, a broken clavicle that, that way. The way people drive around here. It's happened once or twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. you seem like a, a, a sturdy young gal. You, you can take care of yourself. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that, that's good to hear. Uh, well, now, now, now you're looking for a for a, a key fob. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, it, it, it looks a little bit like the. Um, but it's it's uh, you, you know the you know the the, the opera house in, in Sydney. It's got all the, the little ridges. Like yeah, that. yeah. So it's a little rubber rendition of, of that. Mm-hmm. It's a little rubber okay. Sydney opera house. And uh, oh, you know, a couple of keys on it. I hope so. uh, if you'll just uh, kind of kind of keep an eye out there in the corners, it's one of two yeah, 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 sure. Neither of them are going to be so, good. So it, t- it takes a couple of minutes, and sure enough, uh, you're able to find that it's sort of fallen into the, the, the carpet and like the the, the molding line on, on the side. Uh, if you find it for sure, you pick it up and hand it to him. He, he thanks you for your time and, and you know hopes that you know he asks you to you know to just come by sometime upstairs and have coffee whenever you want. That's a light. Nice you don't retire. Sure, I, I like coffee. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll be sure to like my blend. Uh, it's 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 very good. Uh, it's, it's rich. It's full bodied, and uh, you know if you got any you know substances you want to put in it, that's fine by me. Don't, you know, I, I'm an open minded kind of fellow. You should really talk to my upstairs neighbor about that. <laughs> oh, I, I, I might have might have met met that person. Well, what's well, what's the name? My name's Emily. <laughs> uh, Emily, M. She's she's a nice girl. Oh, uh, I, I did I did meet one young woman, but I don't I don't think she ever gave me a name. Uh, she, what she, I said she, I introduced myself. I just oh, did the you say okay, thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, the, the one with the the one with you the, the, the paint. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one you're talking. Yeah. Yes, yes. She's, she helped me uh, hang some paintings uh, the last last week. Fine, fine girl. Oh yeah, I'm sure she's pretty good at that. Oh yes, yes. They were they were exceptionally straight. <laughs> not not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Not that there's anything right with that either. I I I, I just want to make sure that, that you know that I know I'm on I'm on your wavelength. So, uh, okay. Okay. Jason's officially spent enough time with my grandparents. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to visit them anymore. <laughs> well, uh, I hope to see you for coffee some sometime. You you do take care of Makoto. Okay. Thank you. You take care too. So it's a couple of days later. Um, so he's been living there for, for now. This time is closing in on a month. Um, I've probably been over like eight or nine times. I've probably now. been over a couple. Like uh, we're I've we see each other in passing. We're like, what's up? See, so uh, you're in your apartment, uh, and you hear a steady thumping on the floor. Uh, An incessant, steady thumping that's making it difficult for you to work. <laughs> it, just, it just keeps on going like, uh, I can do this. Can I tell it's, is, is it like going down the hallway or is it just like no, in the it, same spot? It's, it's, like it's, it's like hitting the same spot on your floor, the floor to your apartment, coming down. Do you live in 406, Cecil? He does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh Hold on, I live in 308, you live in 307, mm-hmm. you live in 306, we got this. Perfect. You live in 208. Yeah. All right, we've got our geography down. Oh, great. <laughs> that helps me out, it really does. 
So you're hearing this over and over again, this thumping noise below you. I probably think I should go to management first. Sure, yeah. But I think I'm going to go like this semi plate and ask if there's like anything wrong. Sure, you're going to say, okay, this, this is the first time it's happened. That's right. It is the it is the first time. This is the first time it's happened. It's not the fifth time that's that that you've heard anything even remotely like, um, you know, uh, uh, a ruckus coming from. Well, at least that I know of. I could have been soft last time. Well, yeah. When while you were here, of course. Yeah, there was an order that had been disrupted. (laughs) Okay, so you you go down to the third floor. You make your way down to, you know, where you roughly think that the the, was coming from. It should clearly be the the apartment below. So you the the door to three oh six is locked. Um, do you call? Do you knock? What do you what do you do? Is it still thumping? It's still going. Yeah. No, no, it's still going. This has been going the whole time. I'll knock. You hear the thumping continue. It un un unmoved, unfazed, uninterrupted. <laughs> Sir, could you please uh Stop the thumping. It, it's hard to concentrate upstairs. There's two more thumps. And then you hear from behind the door. <sighs> Thank you. You hear what sounds like walking and... I think by then I'm already starting to like halfway up the stairs. The door opens and you can, you can see um, this sort of stringy... Shitty Eddie Vedder, oh, kind of so, leaning so, out. He's 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 richy. got a he's got a tennis ball in his hand, and he's looking down at the end of the apartment. Do you need something? As long as the thumping has stopped. What thumping? Thank you. Oh man! You hear the door slam. So you make your way back up to the, to the fourth floor. <laughs> you un- you unlock the door. You make your way back in. And just as you sit down at your desk, <laughs> we got a sweet grandpa. You got a shitty grandson. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's the plot to American Psycho. Yep. Go! <laughs> got this change. <laughs> Sort of feed a kitten into an ATM. <laughs> ATM. The most terrifying part about it is how many people laughed at that scene. Yeah. It is pretty funny. It's not fucking funny. It's terrifying. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll go, I'll, I'll go back down. <laughs> With a begrudging <laughs> you'll go back down to the third floor. <clears throat> the door is still closed and you can still hear the thumping going on. This time I'm going to try to open it. See if it's unlocked. The door is unlocked. <laughs> So do you like, yes. you see it open? So you see it opening, and you see um, uh, Richard, uh, the stringy, shitty Eddie Vedder, is leaning. Uh, he's got kind of his back reclined on that that dull green wood paneled couch, and he is throwing the uh, tennis ball against the ceiling and just catching it over and over again, with a look on his face as if it is the minimal level of of interest. You can express in a human activity. That would be the thumping. So he turns to look at you, and the, the tennis ball, like bash, bashes off of his face on on the way back down. 
doesn't phase him at all. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. It's about that time that you see um, you see um, the old man shuffle around from the corner where the sort of like the kitchenette area is, and uh, he said, oh, "Richard, what's what's all that? What's all that hubbub going? Oh, uh, uh, hello there." Uh, I'm sorry, is there some kind of a, a, a problem here? It, it seems I live right above your apartment. Oh, you, you do? Well, uh, let me... Uh, uh, Richard, go, 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 go. Go, go do something. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there was some noise coming from this apartment. Oh, that, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to disturb you. Uh, well, while I have you... Uh, uh, Simon Ellsworth, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to meet you. Huh? Cecil, Cecil Connington. Connor Connington, yeah, oh, I see. Is your, is your father Brad Connington? Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Well, that, there are a couple of Conningtons around here, so I must be mistaken. So uh, so you, you said there was a, so, so some noise coming from this apartment, is, is that correct? Seems like there's a tennis ball hitting your ceiling, my floor. Oh, and he looks up at the ceiling and looks around at the floor. I don't see a tennis ball. Oh. Bounced off play. his face, it should be about over there. Oh, and he sort of shuffles over behind the couch and picks it up. Oh, yes, this uh, belongs to Richard. Somebody must have gotten a hold of it and was throwing it against the ceiling. Huh. Richard, did you see? Did somebody come in here and throw your tennis ball against the ceiling? And Richard is in the other, is in the kitchenette doing dishes at this point. He's scrubbing very slowly. No. <laughs> All right then. You, you keep me, you keep me apprised. I suppose. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, I, either way, whatever happened, I, I don't, I don't mean to be a, a nuisance. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't want my neighbors, vertically or otherwise, to uh, to have have issues with me. Just trying to live here peacefully. Okay, I, tell, I tell you what. I, I'm sorry to have disturbed disturb you in, in, in any way. But can I can I can I make you some coffee? Would you like some coffee, son? Always need some coffee. Oh, I want one of those types, huh? Not able to sleep. Everything all clenched up. No time for sleep. Son, you're, you're going to have to make time for sleep. Otherwise, you're going to look like me inside of a month. <laughs> okay, well, you can just have, just have, just have, have a seat there. I'll, I'll, I'll have the coffee uh, uh, brewing, and, uh, and I'll get something to you. Just, just make, make yourself comfortable there. Have, have, have a seat. And he gets, shuffles off to the, to the kitchen, and, and you hear the slow percolating of, of, of coffee. As you're t- taking a look around in the apartment, um, there's uh, several pictures hung up on the walls. Uh, not just not just paintings, but like actual photographs that have been framed and, and put or on like the walls. sketches of building seasons. Yeah, there's a there's a, a, some sketches here and there. Some, there's like a ground plan, there's like a uh, a sort of a side view sketch of what the building should look like, a concept drawing basically. So I think I probably heard the firm he worked for. Hollaburn Root, it's a it's a pretty um, side note, that is an actual literal design firm that is Actually, in real world Chicago, it has been around for, for, you know, since like the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So, history. Um, 
So you see, it, one of the pictures catches your eye. It's a framed photograph. Um, you can see a young man, uh, tall and dark-haired, uh, next to a round, mustachioed guy um, uh, in a room full of drafting tables. And you can see that the, the room is lit with sunlight that's reflecting off of what looks like the Chicago skyline behind us. Um, you recognize something in the dark-haired man, uh, something about the squintiness, the smile that he has. It's probably Ellsworth, is what you're sort of drawing the conclusion for. And you, you uh, after a few seconds, um, the um, Mr. Ellsworth comes back in uh, to the sort of the living room area. He's got a, a mug in his hand and uh, a bottle of some sort of those weird shaped bottles of coffee creamer. Um, and he's, what, what, how, how, how do you take your coffee? Oh, it's just uh, black. Oh, uh, what, uh, hardcore. Uh, oh, I see. I see you. You, you caught sight of my uh, one of my photographs there. Yeah. You know. You know that that was that was taken in in, in, in nineteen fifty five. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's me and uh, uh, John Michael Burgess. Have you ever heard of uh, Mr. Burgess? Nope. You could do a, like a lit, an actual check. You could do... Um, Academics, intelligence. Sounds right. Yeah, you could do intelligence and then academics, yeah. Which would include history. There you go. Well, one success. One success. Okay. Yeah, you have heard of John Michael Burgess. You know that John Michael Burgess was a um, a decently popular architect um, over the course of the last, um, you know, uh, since like 1953 onward. Um, uh, he's well. He was responsible for. A lot of designs across Chicago. Uh, you, you seem to recall that he was—he made a good fortune in the '70s by buying up a lot of properties and then renovating them in these kind of kind of bland modern styles and then reselling them or turning them into condominiums or what have you. The original flipper, in a way, yeah. Yes, I believe I've I've known of his work. Yeah, that's. Uh, that sets the two of us over at uh, Hollabird and Root, the, the design firm, architectural firm. You know, it was our first year. He was an apprentice draftsman. At, uh, at, at he was, or? Oh, no, we, 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 we both were. We, we came into the firm at, that, at the same time, you see. Uh, he was, uh, uh, he, he was a, a formally trained uh, architect. He'd gone, he'd gone to school for it, you, you see. And, and I, well, I... I I had read a lot of architecture books. I had admired a lot of a lot of people in the old guard, uh, um, uh, John Welburn Root of Hollowbird and Root fame, and and uh, and I did a lot of sketching on, on the side. I, I fancied myself an architect, but I never had the time or the money to go to school for it. But thankfully, my uh, my sketches alone impressed the folks at Hollowbird and Root enough. They took me on as a draftsman and said, "We'll teach you on the job." And uh, uh, well, I've, I've been uh, I've been uh, architecturing ever since. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Burgess and I came up at the same time. You see, as this was the early fifties. Um, well, so the middle forties, early fifties, around that time period. 
as we did quite a lot of work together. Uh, he was a kind of a sour puss, to be honest. Uh, he was a. He looks like a, a kind of a kind of a portly gentleman. You'd think he's got more of the Falstaff in him, but uh, uh, his, his, he was uh, was very stingy. You see, with uh, with money and with praise. You understand. He didn't like to, to put himself in debt with anybody, uh, whatever that meant, you see. A little difficult to be around, but he was a, a fine architect, a talented man, and uh, I was happy to work with him uh, for a while. <laughs> we sort of uh, 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 took a, a separate path in, uh, in uh, 52, for was it 53? Um, we had different ideas in mind. He He was more of a uh, uh, flash in the pan kind of kind of fella. He was always on to the next big fad in, in buildings. You know, Sometimes your demographics change, and your targets. Yo 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 yo. What now? <laughs> your target audience, the people that you're building for. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Over, over the they years, want something else. A couple of decades, people want people want. You know, gothic arches one day, and then they're just looking for giant concrete slabs the next. You know, it's uh, they 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 want Art Nouveau, and then they want Art Deco, and and then they and then they just want art, whatever it is. That's uh, my specialty: is figuring out what they want before they want it. Oh, I see. So you're uh, you're 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 in advertisement, I, I take it. Yes, yes, I'm an analyst for an advertising firm. We Try to track what people want and then sell it to them, or at least people come to us that want to sell them. Of course, of course. You you're putting putting money in people's hands so they can get the things that you've convinced them to want. Sometimes, yeah. Right. It's a business like any other. I don't. I don't. I'm just poking at you. I don't. I don't. I don't mean you no disrespect. Um. So you're working at ad- ad- advertising, you say? I- I can't say that I know much about that. Oh, what am I doing? I'm just sitting here talking about about old friends of mine and boring architectural stuff, and I could begin to hear your cough black, right? No, no crazy. Yes, begins to shuffle off. Fifteen minutes later. A a couple minutes later, he he returns with your coffee, Um, and uh, he sits down next to you with his own and hands you uh, yours. And um, he picks up a, uh, a what looks like an album off of the coffee table in, in, in front of you, pages through a little bit. Um, and he actually shows you an, an older photograph of uh, what looks like a municipal building. It looks like a, like a library. Um, it looks like it was taken um, uh, uh, several decades ago. Um, he sort of sips his coffee and he, he points it. He sticks a shaking finger and points it at the the page. You, you see, you see this one over here. This this building, that's what the Chicago Public Library looked like back when it was new. Hmm. Uh, so it's not so different now, but and uh, in, in a heyday, well, she 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 was a beauty. You design or? Oh well, I, I had a hand in it. I wasn't single-handed designer on that, but. Uh, I was responsible for some of the more, uh, what you might call, loftier uh, 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 additions to it. You see, a, a glass dome like that, a, 
a building like that, I, I think, I think does does good for the whole city. You know, it's like, um, well, it's, it's, it's like magic. You know, the, the, the way a, a glass dome can lift the spirit. You see, you see an arch; it lends a kind of kind of solidness to a, to a place's feeling or mood or its identity, even. Uh, you know what I always used to say. Uh, the place now is... I'm actually taking out notes because this sounds oh, like... Oh, sure, yeah. Good advertising. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the next kind of... The heart of hey, business. He sees you, right? You don't, you know, there's not an exam on this, son. You don't have to know that. <laughs> Inspiration, my dear friend. Uh, as, 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 I, as I used to say when, when I was younger, more, uh, more of a, an, an evangelist, so to speak, uh, I, I feel like the, 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 the places we live in, they, they, they kind of live in us, too. You know, I, I think I think the buildings that that we live in, that we work in, they they remodel us as much as we remodel them. You understand? Something about the 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 way that they're constructed, the 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 energy and the mood and the feeling of it, it it has a really a, a, a quite a profound effect on on how we live and, and how we how we feel. That's, that's important. That's why I got into to architecture, you understand, to change how people felt when they were in one of my buildings. You know? hmm. Sounds like the next slogan. We don't remodel homes, we remodel lives. That's, that's a little too science fiction for my taste, son. But, uh, you, know, you know, if it works for your firm, you go, you go right ahead. I'm not really in the, the apartment business anymore, so uh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't bother me none. He begins to continue sipping his coffee. Uh, you two pass the time so to have some more conversation. He, he recalls to you some of his history in, 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 in Chicago, the kind of buildings that he worked on. He, he talks to you more about his sort of spiritual philosophy about how, you know, like, you're supposed to build a building around, like, the way you want people to feel in it as opposed to necessarily the... Function is a concern, but the form has got to be... you got to... It, it, it buildings, he says, gives off give off what you put into them, mm. you know. And so it kind of affects you as you're in it, as you're around it, and you can either, you know, channel that energy for like positive stuff, for for trust and community and all that stuff, or you can just make it kind of bland and and, and soul crushing, right? Uh, you know, you the two you finish your coffee, and he thanks you and, and apologizes for any sort of uh, frustration or interruption and uh, wishes you well and hopes you'll see you again. probably like shake my note with you as well worth uh, th- 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 thank, thank you son uh, you, you, you can quote me on, on, on that whichever one you like uh, well, I hope to see you again sometime soon coffee pops always brewing if, you, if you're interested thank you you get back upstairs Thankfully not. <laughs> you know, the rest of your day passes relatively silently. Apart from being in downtown Chicago. Okay. <laughs> now it's just the horn tonking, nice. you know, like constantly. Always. That's just white noise to you, though. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's not New York. It could be worse. It's yeah, true, yeah. So it's the beginning of November now. It's the first week in November. It's the middle of the week. It's what, Wednesday. Um, what are the four of you doing today? Right now. What do we have to be? Project. It's it's middle of the day, so we're talking about like one o'clock. 
So I'm at work. Mm-hmm. You're doing your bike bike run. Mm-hmm. I'm at the apartment, probably working on a project. Okay. Probably running courier as well. Okay. Working, trying to uh, I'll find yeah. you. <laughs> I got my bow and arrow. It's one of those like every, every time we pass each other, it's just like go. You. <laughs> Lance. Uh, probably we're doing like a lot of the, like like data analysis. Of sure. Just, so like, the rest of your work, work, but um, Emily is uh, the slacker. I'm not a slacker. I'm fucking working. I have to make money. Which means I have to do like stupid commercial projects that are soul sucking and I hate them. Just to afford all the pot. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't interpret my character. So you're in the middle of this commercial project. You're painting something by the numbers. You're like, I just gotta get it done. Yeah, I just gotta get Um, fucking paid so I can pay the rent. Yeah. And you're about like 85% of the way down. Like, I could knock this out in the afternoon. I do this. And I can move on to the rest of the stuff. Uh, and you hear, again, uh, a particular knock. You hear shave and a haircut. Mm. I will. I in a cult. I could have been in a cult. Uh, <laughs> just a second. I'm an No. That, that's a weekend thing. paintbrush down, do wipe my hands on a cloth. Check the peephole kind of as just a precautionary. Mm. You see it's uh, Mr. Ellsworth. Chicago. Outside. Pop over the door. Hey, Mr. Ellsworth. Well, you were supposed to do two bits. You didn't do two bits. Shut the door. Well, you didn't have to shut the door. (laughs) What's up, Mr. Ellsworth? I'm in the middle of a... Got to finish this project this afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to... No, no, you're okay. Okay. Well, I just... Well, uh, 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 Richard's gone out uh, for the day. He had some uh, uh, personal errands to attend to. Uh, Something about... uh, I need this picture. Uh, face off. Do you know what that is? Face off. Yeah, he said, so he said it was very important that he caught face off. Whatever that. that That's meant. a movie. You know, you really should replace Richard. He sucks. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Richard, Richard's doing the best he can. <laughs> okay, we'll table that. He's not. Well, I, 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 <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm. I'm keeping up what what you're putting down. Okay, I mean, all right. Cause I, I I know he's uh, he's not exactly high functioning. But not in my mind. I noticed. Yeah, different kind. Anyway, what can I do for you, Miss? When you when you when you when you get to be my age, you start to you start to forgive and you start to forget. <laughs> Mostly forgetting. That's to say which one is more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I've, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but uh, I'm just kind of lonely out there and. Uh, Apartment. I thought I'd come by and see if you, you know, I wanted, a, wanted some coffee or, uh, you know, a friendly conversation or something. I just feel like I'm uh, just absorbing dust sitting out there in, the, in 306. Well, um, do you, I'm almost done. Do you just want to come in? Oh, sure. Do, if you're at me. I, are you I allergic wanna, to cats? I've got a cat. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, no. Oh, find out. I've been exposed. <laughs> I've been exposed to cats nearly 100 years now. I haven't killed me yet. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, here you oh, go. Here's um, directing to my And so sort of shuffles inside. Couch. Just taking a look at your, your apartment. Oh, it's a, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a nice place. Thanks. Um, I'll get you some coffee. You just have a seat. Sure. sure. Seat. Where would uh, do I... Which... I, I'm sorry. I'm I having trouble identifying a chair. Oh, I see. 
Not a proper chair. It's just a okay. It's a, it's a couch, but well, there's just a lot of stuff on it. There's it's not a lot. Of... Hard to know what. I will the... move like my notebooks over. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I I found it. It's right over here, underneath all the notebooks. Okay. All right. Okay. There we go. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a little, a little sharp. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay. Guess, well, what's what's that you're working on? Uh, it's a project for um, uh, just a. There's a business across town. They need uh, some posters made for an event they're having, and they're paying me to do it. I just need to finish it real quick. Uh, and, you know, I I I I know that tone of voice. <laughs> I've heard it before. I've heard myself do it. Well, <laughs> you know, just it, something you gotta get it, done. It pays the bills. It pays the it bills. Pays You're the absolutely bills. right. Yep. Now, you know. I, I don't I don't mean to lecture you or anything, but uh, I will go back to working. You ought to do less of that and more more of, more of what your heart tells you. It may be harder in the long run, but you won't feel like you're working. Well, the good thing is, if I do enough of these, then I have enough free time to do what I actually like to do. Ah, but if you do enough of those, you find you don't have any free time left to do what you wanted to do in the first place. Sure, but I also get to eat, so you kind of gotta, you know. <laughs> I wanted to do that. Food's pretty good. I will say, as you get older, it starts to get overrated. <laughs> but you know, you, you young people, you enjoy it. You enjoy your taste. I do. I do enjoy the food. Uh, do you? Do you want? And I'm still painting, like multitasking at its finest. Do you want some coffee, Mister Ellsworth? Ellsworth. Oh no 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 thank you it, it runs right through me. Yep. Okay. I try to I try to keep it keep uh, about one one cup of, of fortnight. Fortnight. Do, do, do people still say fortnight? I I mean not usually but that's okay. I'll give you a pass. It's cool. He's just sort of sitting there, kind of twiddling as I was looking around the apartment. So you're you're, you're you're an artist by 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 trade and an aspiration, I take it. Yes. Hmm. Went to a prestigious art school here. Oh, I see. I don't know the name of any prestigious art schools off the top of my head. You, I went to insert Chicago. I went to yeah. insert. Oh, well, you did. Oh, yeah. So I think there's like Chicago Institute of Arts. I mean, I'm not from Chicago though, so oh, I would. Oh yes, that's. Uh, that's a that's a upscale place. I understand. We had we had a couple of designers come from over there back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it's a good school. I did um, art, you know, did some art history and. Um... Oh, art history, huh? So you didn't want to make any money at first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they they tell you when you're young to do what is you want to do, and then uh, you scale oh, it down. No, from no, there. Uh, uh, Miss, uh, pardon my French, but that's that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they tell you what they want you to do to make money for them, and then you have to do what you want to do, just mm. to stick it to them. Okay. Oh, are you sticking it to the man back in the day? Oh. Uh, that, that I could see. I, I wouldn't say so. I was uh, building uh, important uh, places for the, the man, I no, suppose. So not really fighting the man as much really as Really, in a way, I was enabling the man. Yeah, but, I say that. Uh, well, that's, that's neither here nor there. I was not really neither. Not really a rabble rouser. That, uh, that 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 form you're, you're drawing there on on, mm. on, on, on the poster that uh, you know that that uh, that reminds me of something. You, have you? Now I know this is going to sound sound a little a little wacky, 
It's all right, Mr. Ellsworth. We've been spending enough time together. I'm not really, you know, I'm not bothered by much. Have you ever heard of, of sacred geometry? I don't know, have I? I don't know, have you? What would I roll to see? Cult. Intelligence and academics. Mm-hmm. Intelligence and academics, that's fine. Divine ratio, those kind of fun things. Because yeah, I want to say well. yes, but... Yeah. I, I would assume so. I would assume so. I, I, with, like, art, you, you would know, like, certain, like... That's two successes, so yeah. Two successes, okay. So you've heard of sacred geometry. You know, this was a thing that um, the Pythagoreans believed in, mm. like ancient Greece. The notion that... Um, Certain numbers come up a lot. <laughs> well, not numerology. That's that's technically a separate thing. Um, sacred geometry was the idea that there was an underlying mathematical perfection mm-hmm. under, you know, uh, uh, there's this mathematical perfection underlying all of experiential reality. And there was something um, w- worthy of, of worship, something spiritual, something sacred about that. Uh, that you saw in nature the way that things like the golden spiral and the golden rectangle and everything replicated themselves and found themselves in nature. Yeah, that's something so, I know about in real life too. Cool. Doesn't happen very often. That there was something about those shapes, those forms, and the math behind them that made them um, key to understanding something beyond mere facts, mere mere. Um, supposition. Popped up in the uh, so he he's, he's he says a uh, uh, that, uh, that that form like the uh, looks like the the the, the vesica Pisces. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, actually, I have. Yeah, so you know, you 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 draw you draw you draw a circle, mm. right? You pick a point. Uh, you you take the radius over. And then you make that point to the center. You draw another circle around that, right? And then the the little bit, and, and then the middle, the little it looks like a like, like a football. Yeah. Uh, that 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 that. Oh, what are they? What is, I think it translates to the, the bladder of the fish. <laughs> I don't know what those Greeks were thinking. <laughs> yeah, the little football shape. It has those those perfect uh, 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 ratios and everything. The the, the tips and the. the it's just a, a, a perfect form in, in terms of in terms of the math, in terms of the the the, the aesthetic quality to it. You know, mm. did you know that the the ratio of that? Uh, did, did you study much of uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Pythagoras, Euclid, and all those really early forms of geometry and so on. Well, I mean, I know about it. I won't. Say oh, I sure, they will. Those art history, art history. Those yeah. art history professors, they'll not, just skip over that. Not, part. Not yeah. They won't give you the. So they won't give you the foundations <clears> that you need. <throat> I can tell you, as an architect, foundations are pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the, the the Pythagoreans and and some 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 people think the early Christians were onto this too. Did you know that in the Vesica Pisces, right, the ratio of the height to the width of it? Now they thought that was a holy value. You know what that number is? It, it, it's it's uh, a, a, a two sixty five by one fifty three. Hmm? That's the ratio. And did you know that in the Gospel of John, when uh, when uh, uh, Jesus Christ was 
was creating the, 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 the fishes and loaves, you know, to, to, to feed mm, everybody. Yeah. They say that he created 153 fishes. It's funny how that works out, doesn't it? Some would say it's a coincidence. Some would say that. I, I, I prefer to believe that there is a something there beyond the, the, the math, beyond the art, beyond the beauty. There's some, some truth there. Now, may, now, maybe it's not, you know, a, a God as, as some people know it. It's not, you know, a, 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 a Yahweh or, or what yeah. have you. Uh, but there's something there, you know, and it reflects itself in, in the beauty of these forms. Uh, I, I, do, I do believe that. I, I know it sounds a bit wacky, but I, I, I really do believe that, that, that those things are something trying to speak to us, you know, through these shapes, these forms. I just happened to see it there, and I thought, well, that 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 right there is an old old fish bladder, right there, just staring right at. Me. Well, I will I will take that as a compliment, Mr. Ellsworth. Thank you. No, of course. <laughs> if you if you ever want to want to know know more about the about the old uh, 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 sacred geometry, uh, Pythagoras and, and Euclid and all that, uh, you can. Uh, 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 you can uh, t t t take a look at uh, uh, there's, a, there's a building that the Le Corbusier designed back in the late 20s called, called the Via Stein well, it's short for something more French than that but uh, the way that he uh, put that place together all the rectangles and everything mm. those are golden rectangles which are formed out of the golden ratio mm. quite approximates the golden rectangle he formed that that way because he knew that that golden rectangle spoke to people. Now, not 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 literally, mind you, but <laughs> but when people went in there, they they they, they, they felt something. They, they felt this divine sort of peace at, at the notion that things were balanced and, and, and beautiful. Now, you, you, well, you can either you know research that on the on the on, you can you can Google that or. Oh, you can watch that, uh, what's that cartoon, uh, that uh, Donald in, in uh, Math Magic Land, he used to show that in the, in the, in the 60s, I, I, I put that in the, in the high schools or something, middle schools will show that. What? Uh, it's it, uh, Donald Duck, the, the, the cartoon character, uh -huh. you know, he would go around and, and, and they would teach him stuff about the, the, the pentagram and the golden ratio and all that stuff. I it was a whole thing. Must right? have missed that then. Yeah. Might be a little too young for that. Well, I don't know if they're still showing it. Uh, no, you can probably find it on the on the on um, the YouTube. Yeah. You probably find. I'll have to. No, you got yeah. what the bill. Well, you know what? Uh, but uh, inspiration comes from interesting places. I might. You're absolutely to right. I, I I wholeheartedly encourage you to to read more about it. You you can find all sorts of interesting shapes in in terms of the sacred geometry, the seed of life, as they call it, or its uh, sort of undulations and, and everything. And it's really fascinating. You know, if you you don't if you don't subscribe to all of that that you know holy order stuff uh, that that don't bother me that you know you know that's your that's your business yeah mm. but you can surely use some of those shapes in 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 in, in sure. yeah, yeah no definitely thank people you people like it it looks 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 very neat yeah. Yeah. thank you Mr. Ellsworth of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I might not look like it, but I bet you'd get along with my family, and I'll go in talking about how I'm from the South and like Southern Baptist, and like you okay. know, make small talk with the nice. Yeah, some small talk. Older with grandpa. 
with uh, uh, adopted with Mr. Ellsworth. Yeah. About the about the trials and tribulations of of being in the South and being raised by a Baptist, you know, oriented family. And he talks about the Lutheran side of his family that he doesn't like. <laughs> um, now he's never felt particularly religious, but he's always yeah. felt a kind of a spiritual a spiritual presence, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in his life and so on and so forth. Um, you guys have a nice chat. It takes a little bit of an afternoon. Um, uh, finish my fucking poster. Or you're able to finish the poster while yeah. the two of you are talking, and, and yeah, you have, you have a nice time. And he, he thanks you for. Uh, he, he seems really sincere. He sort of grabs your yeah. hand and, and you know warmly takes your hand and says, you know, thank you know. I'm gonna be real broken up when this guy dies or is a bastard. He thanks you. <laughs> the only two options. Because I like this grandpa a lot. I <laughs> he, think I'll keep him. He thanks you for like, what, spending, uh, spending time. When's the estate sale? But you know. scratches my cat behind the ears. You know, really get it, get it, get those heartstrings pulling. It's cool. And he shuffles out of your apartment. Oh. And then you hear a loud explosion. <laughs> no, no. Then you hear a. <laughs> okay, so that was the middle of the, the first week of November, is it Wednesday, right? The following week, it is nine o'clock at night. It's a Friday. Where are the four? Can I be upstairs with you having a mind-expanding <laughs> yoga session? Well, it probably would actually be fucking yoga. Literal yoga. Because Em gets real bored. That's what you're just. You're really. You're, you're you trying not hot? to show how disappointed you are. That's actual yoga. You're like, I don't want to do downward dog. Exactly. Give me some pot, man. We do upward high. Yeah, I like that. Can we multitask here? Come on. <laughs> I need I need some lubrication for my joints here. <laughs> what about the two of you? So my you, clavicle you, again. Are you, so you guys are it's in it's um, it's Emily's apartment <laughs> doing yoga or yoga, like literal yoga, <laughs> much to your dismay. Uh, uh, Cecil, where are you? I may I may be. That's the cool down. <laughs> a little bit of yoga and a little bit of yoga. I may be like out with clients for. Like something like that, like out, out. Quiet like. that late though. It's nine o'clock. Yeah, it, it nine o'clock on Friday. O'clock. So you're, you're, are you at a bar? Like, 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 like a, like the post work like kind networking of networking like, type. Oh yeah. Shit. Okay. Oh, you do networking. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you're having, a, you're having a drink with some people that you know, and you know. Okay. Fisk. Uh. Friday. Consolidating your criminal empire. Are you Daredevil? next door going? To... <laughs> What's that smell? Should I go visit? <laughs> Not this. You wait until you do smell the pot and then you come visit me. <laughs> Just show like up on your balcony. Hey. What's up? <laughs> I like the idea that I don't I, use your front door. I mean, I like I'll just go ahead and say that my virtue is it, like, my virtue is compassion. Out, but... So, like, I probably like feed everyone and give them pot. So. <laughs> Are you hungry? Because I'm hungry. God, I'm hungry. Fucking Oreos, Oreos and pop. No, I. I'm gonna say probably out. Um, I mean, it's Chicago, so probably doing a larger LGBTQ sort of community event kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Mixers or something like that. Okay. So you're coming home from that. Um, it was a, it was a little bit earlier and it's a little bit earlier in the night. So nine yeah. o'clock. It's, it's it's wrapping up. You're you're making your way Get back. Home safe. You, are, you, are you walking home? Or are you taking a taxi? What are you doing? What? It's November. Yeah, so it's like oh. it's like second week in November. So in okay, Chicago, so yeah. or yeah, so it's, 
still cold. Well, it's it's not snowing at the moment. It's cold, it's cold. and it's kind yes. of lazily raining, and probably windy. Um, I'll have grabbed like a ride share or something. Better. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so I can be drunk. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you Stay close the door, the, the Uber, and I give the guy, you know, thank mm-hmm. the guy, and he just sort of drives off. And as you as, as you turn to kind of look at the the uh, Hartford Place across the street, um, well, he sort of puts you on a curve, right? So you're mm-hmm. making your way up to it. Um, you can see that um, your vision's a little a little fuzzy. You have like oh, a, a little bit of drink, a little tipsy. Yeah. You can see there are a lot of people outside um, uh, Hartford Place, and they're all sort of looking up. Can Just I, a handful of, of like wander across the street. Check both ways real quick, like midway through the street. Um, <laughs> approach somebody and then just kind of like try to do the, I'm going to follow where your eyes are going kind okay. of thing. Um, the two of you in Enema's apartment, you're doing sure. sort of, are you doing yoga or yoga? Literal yoga. Literal yoga. We haven't got to the yoga Okay, yet. so the two of you are doing literal yoga when the fire alarm goes off. Oh, no. We, Shit. Grab Banks. Cutting to you outside. You see, Fisk, as as you're looking up, the first thing that you get is the sting in your nostrils of smoke. And as you look up, you see that there are there's black smoke, thick plumes of it, and these snapping orange flames coming out of the windows of a third floor apartment. Is it is it next to mine? It's next to yours. Unfortunately, I'm going to grab my cat and run straight over to Mr. Ellsworth's apartment because he's like a 90-fucking-year-old man. Yeah. So you yeah, run out. And I'm with her. So the two of you run out. Like this you is too. what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. The two of you run out uh, into the hallway, right? Uh, and you can see that underneath uh, 306's door, uh, smoke is pouring out in and into the hallway. The place looks uh, completely uh, 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 obscured with, with, with smoke. Uh, is it sort of pluming out underneath uh, the, the, the door for heat? I'm going to call. You're sort of touch the, the, the door is quite hot. Yeah, if you're touching the wood, oh, that's, that's not the handle. Yeah, I'm calling the handle. Back of the hand. Okay, you call 911. Yes, absolutely. So you report the fire? You report the fire? Okay, so they say they're going to be there just as soon as they can just to evacuate the building and all that stuff. And just start like screaming Mr. Ellsworth's name. Okay. That was really good. You hear nothing. You <laughs> the apartment is burning down. He doesn't care. <laughs> Does it feel like we could open the door and not get toasted? Uh, no. no it feels quite hot. Like, if you open the door, you're getting a blowback, basically. Yeah, blowback. Yeah. yeah. What do you know about fire? <laughs> Now, of course, you don't. You might not necessarily know that. You could try it over like, open a window down or whatever. Maybe it, it'll be fine. I don't. I honestly don't want to say one way or the other. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to try to knock the door down, that's your. Ah, but the door is warm. It is warm. I, get that for I checked it for heat, so I would. Know. It's hot. Yeah, yeah. It's too hot, isn't it? Cutting back yeah. to you outside, uh, you see Fisk. Um, as you're sort of little look, you're little looking up at this in, in, in horror at this this mm-hmm. massive fire that's going on on, on the third floor, um, give me a wits and what is it uh, composure? I can do that. Yes, wits and composure. Just kind of notice For perception. Yeah, it's kind of a perception roll. I'm actually pretty solid at that. Six days. Four nines. All right. Almost amazing. Almost. <laughs> Almost good. 
so you uh, actually, out of the corner of your eye, um, one of the uh, uh, figures that was previously standing on the sidewalk and kind of looking up gawking at this this fire that's mm-hmm. going on uh, is starting to kind of um, creep alongside the back of the apartment building. Uh, you can see it's like a it's a, it's a strange looking figure. It's a hooded in a sweat jacket and what looks like loose pants and barefoot. Just trying to cover. Is some of your uh, friends creeping along the side of the apartment? <laughs> I, oh, I, I see. He, this figure sort of looks, you know, <laughs> creeping around, and uh, looks back over their shoulder, I do. and the two of you, for just a split second, might make eye contact. And the figure breaks into a run through the alleyway. Oh, From the go. parkour <laughs> person? <laughs> what? <laughs> let's go. <laughs> the race is on. I, like, just that survival instinct of, like, something's going on here. What, what's I, I need to find out what's going on. I'm going to chase after. Okay, so what I need is uh, stamina and athletics. Hey. Meanwhile, you and I are probably exiting the building now. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, are you using any? What's the? What are your parkour merits again? I've got flow, cat pass, and wall run. So okay, that's going to help with pretty much any low lying what debris. I grab my bicycle. Things to jump out. over. I okay. My cat. I can't carry him. My paintings. And I guess if I have to scale a wall, I can do that first 10 feet pretty easy. Give me a second to look up the the, the parkour. Hopefully they can contain it. (laughs) Because Cat Pass was the one about dropping. Yes, that's the one about controlling your dam. Flow, subtract your parkour from the successes needed to pursue or evade when in a foot chase. Okay. And then ignore environmental penalties to athletic rolls equal to your parkour rating. What's your parkour rating? You said it was three? Yep. It's up to wall run. So it's a minus three. Okay. Thanks. Okay, so. Drop. Okay, hold on. So it's dropping two and then. Drop. Or. Drop, drop. drop. Drop two of those dice for me. Okay. And then if I'm rolling against them because of fleet of foot, they drop one? I think in a chase. Oh, right. That specifically yeah, yeah. to get away from speed of foot. That's what I'm trying to remember. Uh, you, you gain plus one speed per dot, and anyone pursuing yep. you suffers negative one. Per okay, so it's so only it chase. Yeah. Gotcha. So roll that for me. Tell me what you get. Ooh. One success that explodes. Yeah. Very good. Well, just one success. Man, that's a lot of okay. and fours. So you're able to with your fast twitch Ooh. muscle fibers. Uh, break into a run and continue following. You make your way down the alley. The two of you are kind of keeping pace at the moment, but you're gaining on, on, on the figure just so steadily. Um, he manages to, to make a, a quick sort of juke off to the right behind uh, 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 the sort of pile of, uh, of metal trash cans knocking over in, the, in, in sort of your, your path as he hooks to the right. Um, I need another stamina and athletics roll. This time, as you're you're making your way through the alley, um, you see that um, you can only see the runner, this guy that you're following, here and there because the shadows of telephone poles and garages are kind of slicing into the orange glow of what the streetlights normally be. It's actually kind of dark in this particular alleyway. So, um, you're going to take minus four because of the bad lighting. We're down to but just four dice. Minus two for the environmental. 
That's only for... Um, for hazards? If I'm reading this correctly, that's for... Because there was something about the environmental hazards. Oh, environmental right. penalties. Okay, so it's broader than that. So in that okay. case, you're going to... It would just be dropping two dice. Okay. Two back. And then specialties plus one, right? Yes. Okay. Because I do have parkour in that. Cool. Then roll for me again. Two successes. Okay. Yep. Ten and nine. So through the dark alley, you're able to leap over the um, the steel, uh, the, the metal trash it. cans. One hand on it leap. Pretty easy to do that kind of uh, faith from mirror's yeah, edge kind of one leap. Cat pass. <sighs> your, your legs are pumping. Uh, you are catching on them, uh, uh, gaining uh, uh, every couple of seconds. Um, just as your strides start to bring you up just behind the runner, um, you see the figure stumble in the dark fall to their knees and then onto their face on the pavement. And your, your momentum is enough that you, you kind of go past him a little bit and start to turn mm-hmm. the way, way back okay. around. And you can make some of the figure out as you're doing that kind of turn to, to rear back on your, on, on your target. Um, you see when the, when the figure's body hits the ground, something happens to it. It's like a, like a sack of sand fell off of a truck. You see chunks of what look like plaster scatter out uh, onto the, the sidewalk, I mean, on, onto the alley uh, uh, floor, um, out of an, what looks like now an empty sweat jacket. It, like, slowly approach, um, fishing around in my, like, pocket for first aid kit. Okay. Uh, so as you... Uh, you find your sort of small kind of pocket first aid kit. You you make your way closer to the body, um, and you find that there was a person there just a A second second ago. ago. It's a split second that this happened. And now it looks like there is this um, almost like fanning out uh, on the ground of plaster dust and gauze. There's some nails here and there. And then this empty... Sweat jacket and loose pants just lying flat, crumpled but flat on the the concrete. When you say nails, nails? Like, no, sorry, like, like okay, building like nails. iron nails. There's a big difference. Yeah. I just needed to know which one. Sorry. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. I want you. There's a little literal pile of fingernails chasing oh. after you. You need oh. to check integrity because this is okay. weird shit. So that is resolve plus composure. It's not great. What's your current integrity? Uh, seven. Standard default. Okay, you add a dice. Okay. Because that modifier. And let's see if the circumstances. You drop a dice because you witness the supernatural. Not so some weird shit. <laughs> what's your roll? Two eights. Two successes. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, okay, all these doubles. It's it's just weird. You, you've also rolled a lot of fours off of mm-hmm. your tens mm-hmm. and threes. Mm. Well, I've rolled a lot of threes, not off of tens, though. Okay, so luckily you do not go immediately insane. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The, 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 baby that's steps. A plus. Baby steps. You are, however, spooked. I'll take spooked. That's a condition. That's weird. Two, that's three, four. 
The spooked condition. Your character has seen something supernatural. Not overt enough to terrify her, but unmistakably otherworldly. How your character responds to this is up to you. But it captivates her and eats her attention. You can shed this condition when your character's fear and fascination causes her to do something that hinders the group or complicates things. Hmm. Now, when you shed the condition, mm -hmm. there's a reason that you're going to want to do this. Uh, you gain a beat. Uh, which, again, if you get five beats, you gain an experience point. Mm -hmm. See how it works? Um, Unlike Call of Cthulhu, you do want to stick your face in danger. Yeah, you have, you're incentivized to do that. Yeah. And because of the nature of this game, it's going to happen anyway, mm -hmm. so why not get something out of it? Yeah. Okay, so you see this this man who has, from what looks like to you, be disappeared. Or at yeah. least splattered across the street. Into construction materials. So I think in the moment, not thinking clearly, I'm okay. going to phone M. Yeah, I think we're probably friends at this point. At least enough to be like, hey, I've got your number. Okay, so cutting the two, the two <laughs> of you, uh, you've made your way out of the apartment building. Yeah, I grabbed, sort of, like, my purse and my You're now kind of like making Almost your dead. way into the mass of people who are sort of like... The, the people who are exiting out of Hartford Place, the, the other tenants and the gawkers and everything like that, kind of trying to... You're looking through the crowd trying to make sure, oh, did, did that person get out? Did that person get out? Is everything all right? Is it um, like a loafy cat or is it like... No, it's a, it's a nice little black cat. Your, your smartphone cat. rings. Um, I don't even look at who it is. Hello? <laughs> I, I'm like a, a block or two over. There's, there was a guy here. Okay. And not here anymore. Um, have you seen our apartment? Like, he tripped out. Yeah, he, he was there. He was there, and I followed him. Why'd you That's follow? why I'm here. Wait, you followed him? I'm confused. Why'd you follow him? Because he ran. He ran from a foot. Yeah. Where are you? I, like, moment as I walk to a corner to make sure I get the right. I, the, to this corner. <laughs> okay, uh, hold on. I'll be right there. Hey, did, Hey, it's Ellsworth apartment, right? Isn't it? Yeah. We 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 knocked and um, he he didn't answer. We couldn't open the door. It was too hot. Did you do shave in Erica? I didn't do shave in Erica. <laughs> no. She didn't. No. She didn't know. But I did Oops. scream his name, and even at ninety, I think he would have heard me. But that was the magical incantation oh, to get to the secret house. Walking over towards where you said I tried you were. To teach you. Are you going to tell me where you're going? Uh, probably not. I'll just kind of like look at you and go, um, um, and like gesture, cat, phone, um. Yeah, I follow. <laughs> <laughs> and as I actually the bike along. get my bike out, and you want to ride? Um, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to walk. Got, I'm, I'm like okay. What is it? Not handlebars, but the things on the, the don't trust my tr Don't trust my balance oh, with spokes. a cat and a smartphone and fucking oh, uh, like shock and trauma. How fast I get over there. Okay, sure, yeah. So what's that, dexterity and drive? Uh, yes. That's right. That's right, you two know each other. Yep. So one explodes. Do you like each other? You got a ten over here. It, it's a rivalry. Tentative. Yeah. <laughs> one success. We're both fighting over the same, like the same jobs, careers. So um, yeah. you don't get there particularly quickly, but you you get there quicker than most people would on a bike. So you get in there, you pedal pretty quickly. So you, my speed is thirteen. If that, damn your foot speed, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're already pretty, pretty, pretty fast on your feet. So, um, you're able to get there in in under um, five minutes. Yeah. So you make your way down there, and you sort of skid to a stop, and you see um, Fisk, sort of, you know, crouching down next to what looks like a pile of clothes and plaster everywhere, plaster dust. Trudging up behind. I'm, I'm in fucking okay, shock. I, I need a blanket. Yes. How does that work? Okay, eye for the strange. Yes. Let me tell you. You can tell the that language. Not only like my computer out. and my adopted grandfather in there and like mom's There's a specific paintings. language for that. I want to make sure. You need a blanket and some hot cocoa, which has probably been spiked with vodka. Or preferably give it to me strange. by Benedict Cumberbatch. And I don't fight you there. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to go with the blanket reference. <laughs> It was a supernatural mirror? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Was it? No, no it wasn't. I Strange was a mental. Oh. Yeah. Don't lie to me. It was omens. Yeah, omen omen sensitivity is yeah. one. It gives you, like, the yes nose. Okay. Yeah. Roll intelligence and composure. Do I also need to roll something when I show up and see the plaster on the floor? And the no. It looks to you like it's weird, but... Well, it's I also have unit. tolerance for biology, yeah. so it wasn't moving. Well, there's no, there's but no you, human you, parts there. Oh, okay. You can't tell that it was supernatural just from the scene. Well, okay. Two successes. Two successes. Okay, so I must tell it. you, yeah, if the scene has a supernatural cause, okay. it does. <laughs> <laughs> and I must provide you with one piece of found information that confirms the answer. Ooh. Okay. So. The nails, they're actually fingernails. No! <laughs> okay, so as, as you're as you you, you, you get up for bike, two of you are, are approaching this thing. Um, you can see that um, the now that you looked more closely, because you were looking you were coming at it from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fisk started looking at it from relatively close up and it became closer. From your view as you're, as you're walking in, you notice that the plaster sort of uh, explosion lines almost, if you lean on the sort of the pattern that it makes, looks like hands and, and legs outstretched. In an oddly specific pattern. You, you said you, this was a person? I was chasing it. I've, I've heard about stuff like this before. This is some supernatural shit. Are you too high? No. Not no. Not My yet. apartment's... <laughs> on... My, uh, the, the pot is... Oh, God. Everything's on fire. Can you hold... Take Binks yeah, here. Yeah, Binks. Okay, Binks. My stash. And I will pick up the hoodie and... It... You got this, this hooded sweat jacket. Yeah, uh, it's completely empty. Uh, apart from... Stains from what looks like plaster dust and everything in there. It's it is unremarkable. It's unremarkable. Unisex men's women's. Uh, it's with this with this particular model of sweatshack. It's difficult. To, it doesn't have a, like a woman's cut or anything. It yeah. looks like anyone could wear. It's um, one of those. Can I do an occult check to see if I know anything about this? Uh, yes. Give me. Um, I guess intelligence and occult would be appropriate. Yeah, that's true, at least. One success. One success. Okay, uh, you have not heard 
of anything um, in your kind of... What, how many dots do you have in occult? One. One? Okay, so you're a dabbler, right? You've yeah. read some occult stuff. You do tarot with friends. Right. <laughs> tarot with friends. It's more popular than words with friends. <laughs> um, you haven't heard of anything in, in the occult specifically about creatures of this... You, you've read about creatures of this method, right? Mm-hmm. Of creatures that look like human beings or humanoid figures, but are clearly not. They're, they're something else. Now, specifically as to what that has to do with plaster and nails and stuff like that, you've never heard of that. That has nothing to do with anything you've read. I don't think this ever was a human. I, I mean, you, you chased it. It, it it was a person. What do you think? It was a dog. A plaster dog went running. Oh, okay. Did um. Well, humans don't normally explode into plaster, now do they? No, they don't. This is just dick. This is just okay. Don't, don't, don't start. Apartments on fire. Perspective. Cecil at the barrier at. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's a two for one mimosas night. The 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 the, the TV showing the the rerun of, of Everybody Loves Raymond is, is interrupted <laughs> by by a breaking news segment uh, showing your apartment building on fire. You can hear the the, the news reporter talking about it. A blaze has broken out on the third floor of Hartford Place. Uh, firefighters are, are are on their way and they're they're going to attempt to to contain the blaze. At least they got renter's insurance. Oh. Heartless bastard. Credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, why could he? We better, you better go. You better go over there, anyways. Just make sure. Uh, I don't know. See if anything's gotten out. Anyone else has gotten out? Hopefully. <laughs> Step one: anything. <laughs> Step two: anyone. anyone. Priorities check. <laughs> okay, we're back to the alley. We should go. We should go back. We're not. We're not going to learn anything from. I, I'm at here. least taking a picture. This is yeah weird. Okay, here. Make sure you have your flash on. It's the middle. Yeah. Of, it's it's pretty late at night. It's I'll wet. Put the hoodie back down and take my cap back. Okay, take a picture with your smartphone. Can we hear the fire department here yet? Yeah, you can hear in the in in the distance the the, the truck is uh, says pulled up and and you can hear some some firemen kind of um, kind of yelling to each other orders and you know I head back and see if I can find like Richard or Mister El- or Ellsworth or anything. Yeah, same. Mm. Okay, uh, wits and composure, please. Mm. You can all do it if you like, yeah. or you can do a teamwork thing or, or whatever you like. You can all do it individually. Then that is yeah, yeah just. I know I'm not that. One success. No One successes. successes. No successes. Three sevens. Hey, not lucky as lucky seven. as you should. Got to you got to get something for that. <laughs> so the two of you scour um, the uh, the mass of humanity that's outside of um, uh, uh, the building. They've been sort of pushed back by. Um, the uh, uh, sort of impromptu um, 
guard line that the the, uh, the, the fire truck and the firefighters have made and trying to combat the blaze. You see, you know, a couple of firefighters aiming on a large hose and spraying water into the, the third floor. Does it look like it's going out? Uh, it seems like it's 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 being combated effectively enough. Okay. Um, so maybe you, the two of you won't have to come scan the sea of people. Um, you don't see either uh, Mr. Ellsworth or Richard. Shit. Would I have um, contact information for Richard or Mr. Ellsworth? Hmm. As often as I probably been over. Yeah. You only care. You know that Mr. Ellsworth didn't have a cellular phone. Yeah. Uh, Richard probably did, but, but God, the two of you never had anything even remotely resembling a human Cause conversation. because he's an asshole. So. I don't like him. I tried to get Mr. Ellsworth the fire probably at least like once a week. <laughs> okay. If I ever so heard that. you doing that, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it's like a team effort. We're all like, just fire him, yeah, please. Just... Okay, so nobody... I, I mean, I don't know what else to do there except wait for the fire department to finish and see if... See how the rest of our night goes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty shell-shocked when you see your fucking apartment on fire. Oh, yeah. and a nice elderly 90-year-old man not out of his apartment. It's pretty... Potentially disappear. Paralyzing. You don't, you're not going to want to go anywhere. Maybe who's watching the Face Off movie? <laughs> the Face Off. It was very important. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Okay. So that night uh, sort of resolves itself pretty, pretty quickly. The, the the firefighters are able to sort of contain the blaze. Uh, it looks like the damage was contained to Ellsworth's apartment in, in in particular. Some of it kind of fanned into the surrounding walls, and so that kind of licked a little bit into um, your apartment. You see, one of your uh, walls is kind of like blackened, and um, thankfully there wasn't any property damage in your apartment, but. Um, uh, they end up sort of sealing the, the, that particular place off. It's hard for you guys to get into your apartment with the fire damage and, and everything like that. Um, they've asked you to, like... Uh, the, the, the management has asked you to sort of take a couple of days, stay with a friend or whatever while they get this thing taken care of. Um, and in the newspaper, uh, about a week later, um, you see that there is... Um, a story about uh, Mr. Ellsworth and the apartment fire, uh, claiming that um, that this fire broke out due to uh, what the paper describes as a leak from a gas range that caught fire while uh, Mr. Ellsworth was apparently sleeping, um, and that they did recover a charred body. Um, that uh, based on their autopsy, it seemed to have died from smoke inhalation rather than burning to death. Um, they were noting that the, the you know the, the place was locked up; it was asleep. It was just an unfortunate kind of accident that it, that it happened, and you know, and and they go on to sort of give a brief kind of memorial about uh, Simon Ellsworth was a. Uh, rather well-known architect. He worked with Halliburton Root. Um, he was responsible for designing a lot of the important sort of buildings, you know, and, and, and properties along the, the blue line that the L train travels. Um, and um, funeral that, that, stuff? that he would be missed, and that there would be there be there would be a funeral uh, uh, at the end of the week. Um, and 
at a, at a nearby um, uh, parlor. Okay. I would totally be going to that if it matters to the story at all. Hmm. It can, if you wish it to. I, I mean, I'm just, I don't know if it's prevalent to, to the story, but yeah, I would totally go to that. Okay, so with, we don't have to go through with the horrible death of an old man. That's that's the end of our session. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's eleven forty-one. Yeah. yeah. So t- t- tonight's session was designed to get your characters created and get you to heart. like this old man, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then murder him, rip our hearts out of our and sense. then destroy your world, particularly your wife's. The f- we already know who the exactly. villain is. Fucking Richard. Richard. <laughs> it's the Richard, yeah. <laughs> Not supernatural at all, just complete just fucking ineptitude. Yep. I'm going to sock him in his face. Just sheer principle. Okay, so that was obviously that was my first time running the system and this particular scenario called. Chicago workings. That's not the end of it. I was to say, this isn't a one time. That's not the end of it. I mean, there's there's more. There's plenty more to that, obviously. But, um, and so I, I plan to do this this on on Fridays. Okay. Um, obviously, I won't be able to do it next Friday because Tech Week for my show starts. You have shows. I literally have a show on Friday. Friday. And I have a show on the next Friday, so it's gonna be there's gonna be a two week downtime for this. But it'll give you a chance to think about how sad it is that that old man died. Thanks. You're only curtain one week. Write uh, a eulogy. We go, yeah, we go up. Um, so this coming week is Tech Week, and then we oh, and the, that's that Friday, that's Saturday, Saturday, yeah. And then the next Friday, Saturday. And then the next Friday, okay, Saturday. Okay, so there's yeah. two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, it's oh, just okay. just two weekends. So, any any thoughts about the system or the scenario and how, how it went? I really liked this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I've always liked the uh, like specifically Chronicles of Darkness that setup where it's like you're just people who have to deal with the supernatural entering your life. Sure, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I that alone I just fall in love with. That's 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 part of what appealed to me from from the beginning, especially considering it's like a jumping off platform for all of the mm-hmm. other stuff that's related, like Vampire and Werewolf, and Mage, the Ascension, and all this stuff like that. So that your mortal campaign can very quickly mutate into a vampire campaign or a mage campaign or ghosts or yeah. whoops everybody died hold on wait <laughs> now everyone's werewolves you know like <laughs> and it becomes this whole it's set I in the same like. kind of it's set in the same real world modern day stuff but now because of the actions of the story you've unearthed this whole looming subculture this sub this underworld of things that you were previously unaware of, right? So it gives a kind of a sense of, of discovery and continuity that, I, that appeals to me. So I definitely liked the pacing for the story, like yeah. getting to know people, yeah. not to mention getting to know each other mm-hmm. through their interactions with each yeah, other. Yeah, that this, this particular like session really was, yeah. this so. particular session was it was very important to, to yeah. get those links together. To, to each other and to <laughs> to Mr. Ellsworth. Well, well, he had a long conversation about. But I mean, like the, the three of us got to know each other like very like, like naturally yeah. through the session. Yeah. Sure. Or Lance is just like, like what's up? I live upstairs. <laughs> I work all oh, the time. But what about those I... figures? I need those figures <laughs> on my desk. We're gonna be off having an adventure, and he's gonna be right. mid adventure and be like, "Hold on, I gotta take this." <laughs> I need commercials of Spider Man. <laughs> But that's what I love about it, that it's like you can have an adventuring party like that. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Like naturally too. Yeah. 
Yeah, we do need to find a way to like hook you more into maybe I've whatever like is going to go on some art for your company or something. I, I there's any. I figured I've I've probably used you guys as couriers every once in a while, and then the couriers, yeah, the as, couriers. as like favors. I've like giving you tips on like at, how to like self promotion. A brand stuff, branding <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Oh, are you that so, asshole? So you like work branding with... and information, or is no, it like no, legit? no, no, okay, no, okay. no? It, it's, it's like I <laughs> so pay go you two ways, but then I also like. Okay. Okay. So okay. It's literal, not like literal money, and yeah. then by the way, you need to change your oh, face cover photo. Okay, not the jerk who's like, right. oh, instead of tipping you, I'm gonna. Tell no, you this. no, you, no, no. Don't I'm, worry, I'm, I'm not like you paying you in promotion. Exposure. Yeah, right. Oh, the douchebag. Yeah. We all hate those people. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that will work though. If yeah. You've used all of us before for company business. So you know of us, yeah, but, and that also explains why you're not like showing up that much. You're right. not. You don't know us well. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. There's, like, some distance. You're not coming to my apartment hoping to do yoga and actually having to do yoga with me. (laughs) Damn it, actual yoga. But but there may be, like, sometimes where it'll be, like, sometimes there there may be, like, event. Yeah, and I get uh, an invite so I can... Especially after, like, the pumping sessions. Like, if you ever... If it ever once got mentioned, then it would be, like, that'd be the the, the event. (laughs) Like, like you hear me coming down the stairs. <laughs> Open the door. It's like I, I'm back. Why you have, no, I don't want the old man to die. The, the old man dying was the whole point of the. It's the, it's the whole impetus of the story. I know. Yeah. It's, it's the I could feel it coming like, when I invited him in, and he made a joke about my couch, and the, I gave him coffee, and I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna die, isn't he?" The moment that he showed up more than once is like. He's either an evil bastard or he's gonna die. <laughs> Which one? Damn well, it! At least it was the better one. That's I guess true. So, yeah. yeah. It it didn't end up being another Lazarus situation. <laughs> still angry about Lazarus. <laughs> I still love Lazarus. Still, one day. I I don't want to also really like Lazarus. Still, one day. Like I, I suggested, to Jason, we'll, we'll Lazarus should be our multi-universe villain. Show up in every campaign. We have Mr. Skeleton, <laughs> our cross-dimensional merchant. merchant, and then we have our cross-dimensional baddie. They can't make a Lazarus stuff. That's that's that's, 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 that's a lot of work. Yeah, that was make a little cowboy. That was some backstabbing. Alexi didn't need to be charmed to get charmed of <laughs> man bow. It was all really good. It's good though. I liked it. The heart. Yeah. Breaking. Yeah, I'm, I'm eager to you know to, to dig a little bit more into it, yeah. and get more familiar with the system, and you know, get a little more comfortable with it. Because it, it, I, I think I, I think yeah. we need to take a little bit. I, I think in the, during the, the next time we do this, I, I think we should to take a, a little bit more of a proactive approach and actually like. Um, well, maybe not necessarily. Uh, obviously, I was about to say maybe we should find more times to to try to roll. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to engage with the mechanics. I think it was just because it was the intro where we were just kind of getting... Yeah, yeah well, okay, that's fair. Yeah, It, it felt right in that sense. It yeah. didn't yeah. feel Okay, like... well then that's good. If you guys it, felt it, it yeah. was right. Yeah, yeah. no. It feel like one of the times where I didn't roll a lot and I still felt good about it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Same. Because I, I knew that this first session while we were sort of introducing this thing would be more... Now, this system is the storytelling system. Yes. So the, the notion <laughs> is that it's it not hard, crunchy, focus. mechanical stuff. It's like it's promoting... Like, yeah. Narrative beats and, and stuff like that, um, but yeah, this part in particular was gonna be kind of light on the on the okay. mechanics anyway. So, if you had terrible NPCs, it would have like 
fall well, sure. flat. Yeah. Been mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. But why do you think I agreed to do this? Because <laughs> you're adorable. Um, so it worked well. Also, were you like channeling my grandpa the entire time, or what? Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing an old grandpa pastiche, <laughs> but kind of an earthy one. You know, yeah. I mean, it knows what's up. Yeah, been around the block. He's been around it's, the block. He, it's he's, that thing he's been where on you're, YouTube. Yeah, where you're borderline stepping on stuff where it's like that's not quite mm, phrasing. It's, it's not totally almost, cool. What you said. Yeah, yeah. trying right where you're like I, I would feel bad to point it out. Yeah, right. But I also wouldn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. The second he was like, oh, oh, young it. miss, you're um, and I was like, don't say Oriental, don't say yeah, Oriental, don't, don't say, say Oriental, don't say. <laughs> I don't go that. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think I'd have to do that. Have you met grandpas? Well, no. I, I don't want him to be, like I said, he's supposed to be yeah. kind of earthy and with it. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't like, wasn't I like, it. like that. He needs to be lovable, otherwise yeah. it falls apart. Absolutely. Yeah, if you guys hated him, then this whole no, thing would have Oh, good. Absolutely, yeah. He was Great. absolutely lovable. He burned to death, you asshole. If he was Richard. <laughs> now you know why Richard wasn't the yeah. old man. Because <laughs> then you would have just been like, good riddance. Mm-hmm. He's David. out. <laughs> I hate a Pearl Jam anyway. Yeah, unfortunately, he probably survived. <laughs> right? Yes. Or left the gas range on. There was. Yeah. The, 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 Turns out we actually all have like electrical ovens. <laughs> the, the, the newspaper article <laughs> noted that it didn't say anything about about his you know mm-hmm. neighbors were next to Ken or, or yeah. nurse or anything like that. That's why I'm probably going to go to the funeral and yeah. take him probably uh, one of the pictures he liked that I made. His family. If he has family. See, with all the golden from ratios. Yeah. 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 Golden triangles. Like and then that becomes like the object of like our next event is <laughs> the super golden ratioed painting. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, we, we've gotten dustings of possibility. Mm-hmm. So. You, you, you yeah, use the yeah, plaster from the god as for the canvas. <laughs> <It's> magic. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was in my apartment more than once. I'm sure he, if he was lonely during the middle of the day, who's the one who's home? The artist who works from home. Yep. So he was probably in my apartment a lot. Good, babe. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll pick this up again, <laughs> unfortunately, with a two-week two downtime, and then we'll pick it back up as soon as I have my Fridays clear again. Sundays are still going to go on as usual because um, the Harvey, Harvey performances are going to be on Fridays and Saturdays. So that's, you know, this coming weekend and the weekend after that. Sunday's not going to be a problem. Uh, I think you saw on the, the, the Facebook message the Spelljammer thing is going to happen. Start back up on Monday of the week after this coming week, right? Yeah. 